Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. We got Larry Marker in studio, D-Dowd Muska uh, joining me from across the pond, and it's going to be a busy show here on this Friday afternoon. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot to get to, as always, here in the Kiva. Larry, uh, good afternoon. I'm glad that you're here running for land commissioner, and you said you got a big booth, but before you uh, decided to go ahead headlong into Roswell and that uh, area, you decided to go ahead and uh, join me here in the Kiva. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I appreciate you having me here today. This has been a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun. Why, why are you getting so much feedback from the Kiva listeners? And, uh, I'm what, not sure. You're not sure. <laughs> no, sir. We've got a couple of listeners, like two or three. Actually, big. every time I've been on your radio station, by the time I get back out to my car, my phone is blowing up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. All right. So, Larry, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing. Uh, it's going to be a fun Friday, uh, folks, here uh, with uh, – Larry and the, the rest of the game, we've got Greg Zanetti coming in. I mean, uh, Murder Mike is coming in. I mean, it's it's busy top to bottom. But, uh, Larry, you decided to go ahead and embark upon this land commissioner pursuit because why? Well, for several reasons. I decided to go ahead and, and embark upon it. When, when I was here last, we were gathering signatures, and I actually ended up gathering enough signatures. But I got to looking at my signatures, and it became evident that a lot of them would probably not pass the, uh, the verification process. As you know, the uh, signatures can be, or they need to be verified before they count, and I needed 14,000 of them. So a couple of days before it was time to declare my candidacy, I went through the first 10,000 and realized pretty quick that I probably was going to fall short, and I did not want to uh, run the risk of being disqualified, so I did... I did the unthinkable. Not only am I running as an independent, I'm running as a write-in candidate. Nobody gives me much of a chance at this, but I believe I'm going to pull this thing out. Wow. I believe the people in the state of New Mexico are smart enough to remember my name and and write it in. Does anybody in New Mexico even know what a land commissioner does? (laughs) There's the problem. We don't have a whole lot of – not only do we have a name recognition problem, we have uh, an office recognition problem. Okay. The land commissioner, his job is to manage our state trust land. We've got 9 million surface acres and 13 and a half million subsurface acres. His job is very, very simple. And we're going to get the state land office back to this, this very specific job. Okay. Is generate as much revenue as possible while maintaining the value of the citizen's asset. The asset is the land. So there's the whole job. Generating revenue while maintaining the value and the integrity of the asset. That is the total job of the state land office, and that's where we're going to return it. All right. There we go. Uh, Larry, uh, we've got the kids handing me the homework here on this uh, Friday afternoon right here in Kiva. We'll get to that uh, shortly. Your pizza's in the other room. It's a uh, pizza Friday, uh, as you know. Did you used to do pizza on Fridays, Larry? Yes, sir. We did pizza on Fridays. Actually, Thursday night was a pizza night around around my kids. Oh, okay. There you go. How many kids you got? I've got two older kids and two younger kids. And the younger are how old? Well, my youngest son is 22 years old, and my youngest daughter just turned 21. Oh, geez. Wow. 
Yep. Ago. It's not not so young. Uh, yeah, well, you my will. older my older daughter's thirty nine and my older son's thirty six. Larry, you don't you don't there. look that old. That's a little bit of a gap there. So yes, you, yeah, twenty years you found love. There it is. <laughs> yeah. You've been uh, you're you're a, you're a good man in, in doing that. Didad Muska, hour one here in the Kiva, and uh, land commissioner is a big position here. Uh, Stephanie Garcia Richards uh, currently occupies it. Uh, we know that uh, there's a lot of power involved uh, with that, and uh, he or she, whoever the land commissioner is, is not subservient uh, to the government. No, not at all. The, the land commissioner does not serve at the pleasure of the governor, and the land commissioner also does not have to get its uh, budget from the legislature. The money for the state land office is actually legally or lawfully set aside from what's called the state land maintenance fund. Okay. So there won't be any wheeling and dealing going on. The independent the, uh, state land commission, the state land office needs to be run in, independent from the uh, political and partisan politics that we have going in the state right now, and especially independent from the. Uh, How big of a deal could this be if you actually were to pull it off? I mean, I'm not thinking that you are, but if you were able to actually do it, Larry, I mean, I don't want to, you know, sort of uh, quash your dreams here, but I mean, uh, what, what, ostensibly could have uh, ha be taking place here in the state of New Mexico if you decided to go ahead and uh, run things from top to bottom in the land commissioner's office? Well, first, first thing, like I said, I'm going to return the state land office to, to its original to its original purpose, and that's generating revenue. So obviously to generate revenue, the state land office is, is going to be an advocate. We're no longer going to be the adversary of the oil and gas industry we're not going to be the adversary of the mining industry or the adversary of the of the ranchers. We're not going to be the adversary of anybody except probably the radical environmentalists. But we're actually going to be an advocate and promoter of all of the industries that utilize state trust land because whatsoever, whatever is in their best interest is in the best interest of the citizens of the state of New Mexico. Obviously, there are some regulatory issues. We need, to, like I said, we need to maintain the uh, the value and the integrity of the property for future generations. But the reality is, is the people that are leasing the land right now, most of them are treating it like it's their own, including the ranchers. We're going to return the state land office to where they are an advocate. We're going to focus on generating revenue, and we're going to be an advocate for the people that are utilizing the land and obviously try to do a better job for the citizens of the state of New Mexico. What kind of feedback are you getting out there? I'm getting a lot of positive response. The last, the last couple of months I've been spending a lot of time in the lesser, the lesser populated areas of the state because typically they're ignored when it comes to the political process. And you and I both know most of the votes are going to come from up here. So my strategy was to go to places like Reserve and, and Cloudcroft and Otero County and places like that you know, over in Lee County, even though we got a lot of oil and gas production, there's there's not really a lot of people. But my focus was was to get those people's input, see what they needed first, get their opinion, start my campaign there. And then the last 60 days, which is where we're at right now, I wanted to focus on up here where, where these people are. Tomorrow I'm going to be up in Rio Rancho. I'm going to be going to a gun show and making a couple of different stops there. That's a good place for a land commissioner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The the gun shows have always been real fruitful. The people that go there are very political. They uh, they definitely vote, and they don't mind giving me their opinion. So I've actually built quite a quite a uh, outline of what I plan to do the first few months in office. All right. Basically, by just talking to people. we got to remember, I am going to be working for the citizens of the state of New Mexico. 
like I said before, I don't have to answer to the governor or the state legislature. Yep. I just answered to Jesus Christ and the citizens wow. of the state of New Mexico. There you go. All right, Larry, I appreciate you very much for coming in. I'll give you the last uh, minute uh, 15 to go ahead and uh, exit out uh, here. And I think that that's uh, Larry uh, Marker is the man's name. He's running for land commissioner. He is on the ballot. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I am on the ballot, but I did decide to go on the ballot as a write-in candidate. You're going to see where you're going to start seeing my billboards. You'll see some instructions on the billboards Whoa. on how to do the write-in. I agree this is going to be the toughest road to win this office, but I have confidence in the citizens of the state of New Mexico. You can be a little more confident in a ballot that has a write-in candidate's name on it because it actually gets segregated from the rest of the ballots, and it's actually looked at by a human being, by a poll worker. That's one advantage of, of having a write-in candidate. If I don't know if we've ever seen this level of commitment to the ballot. Uh, no, sir, we, we never have. This is something new. I believe we're in unprecedented times, and we're going to have an unprecedented election. I believe in New Mexico, and I believe in the citizens of the state of New Mexico. One thing I have learned, I've always loved New Mexico, and I've always loved the Constitution. But in traveling all over the state of New Mexico, and this is a big state, I've met people that in normal in the normal path of my life I wouldn't have run into but I've mm -hmm. met a lot of people and I've learned to, I think the people of the state of New Mexico is ever been as special as the, uh, as the state we'll pick it up there when we return more with Larry Marker here in the Kiva in three minutes about uh, Coy Griffin. Tell us a little bit about uh, Coy Griffin and uh, your thoughts on what happened to him. He got removed his from his position. Yeah, I just, I happen to know a little bit about about this. Uh, I call I call Coy Shank, and that's kind of a joke between us. Coming down to Roswell, he's been studying with a group of uh, pro se or self-representative litigants down there. A guy named Hiram's actually the teacher. Hiram is, is by far one of the most intelligent individuals I've ever come across. But anyway, Coy and Hiram had worked, or Shank and Hiram had worked pretty hard on, on uh, Coy's motion. He had a motion to dismiss this case. It was subject matter jurisdiction, various different things. What what was against him was what's called a petition for Quo Warren Code. There's three individuals from Santa Fe County, which is a totally different county from where Coy lives, and uh, his county commission position. He's in Otero County. But these guys had filed a, a petition for Quo Warranto, which was to remove an elected official from office for specific reasons. Usually it's felonious activity. Well, Coy has not been uh, convicted of a felony. But anyway, he was down there. Uh, Hank worked real hard on his uh, motion to dismiss. He had it down. It was a pretty complicated argument, but he was. He was fully active in putting it together. Well, first rattle out of the box. I texted Coyger. I texted him the night before the uh, the hearing. I said, "Hey, I've got a rally to go to down in Alamogordo with some of those ranchers, uh, but I could come up there because you're probably going to get a little grief from the court." I've been at the district one before. Sometimes that be a little rough. 
And he said, no, Led, Led's my nickname. That's what people call me. Anyway, he said, no, Led. He said, those ranchers need you more than I do. I've got a good motion to dismiss. I believe I can argue it. Well, the problem is, is he gets there first rattle out of the box. The judge tosses that motion to dismiss right out. So there goes all of his legal, all of his legal arguments and the rest of it. I think Coy did a pretty good job of, uh, of winging it without actually being able to use the stuff that he had prepared. I agree. Hiram had helped him a lot on it, but Shank had actually been studying pretty hard and he's doing really well. He's learned a lot about the law. I don't know if he's in a position to represent himself completely yet, but he's come a lot farther than what he even believes he has. Anyway, uh, my personal opinion is I, I didn't see the whole, <clears throat> the whole transcript and I didn't get to see all of the videos, but, with the ruling the judge made and, and with what happened, uh, this, this is total, it's pretty disgusting what our judicial system has turned into. It's, it's very political. It's very partisan. And it's not supposed to be like that. You know, we've got the separation of powers for a reason. I feel bad for Coy, but, you know, I think he's the kind of guy he's going to, he's going to lick his wounds a little bit. You know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to lay down and bleed a while, but he's going to get up and fight again. You know, there, there's a poem like that, you know, fight on my men. Uh, Sir Andrew said, uh, I am, I'm beaten, but not defeated. I'm just going to lay here and bleed a while, but I'm going to get back up and fight again. I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but now it looks like, uh, he was, uh, taken out by, uh, we're finding out today, the Democrat, a Democrat judge, not a Republican judge. Uh, he doubted Musca. The uh, final verdict was handed to him down by a Democrat, uh, News coming in uh, on that. Uh, can you verify whether or not this was uh, politicized beyond, you know, the office of that? What do you know, uh, Larry? It it would have to be. There's there's no way that this decision could have been made based on on legal legal precedence or legal authority. There, there's there's absolutely no way. And how are how we at war here in the state of New Mexico? I mean, there's no doubt about it in my mind. But I mean, from your standpoint, given we're taking out positions, uh, we've got another. I think. Uh, I don't know, protest uh, to the attorney general uh, position that coming out today against Jeremy Gay. I mean, that's the only Republican that's running against the Democrat. I mean, it just seems like it's constant all the time. They won't allow any opposition uh, in this state. It's a communist state. It, it, is, it actually is. And if you go to the statutes, uh, communism are actually promoting and advocating communist doctrine in the state of Mexico is illegal unless you're a registered communist. And that's actually statutes you could duck, duck, go and look. Just look up the uh, New Mexico policy regarding communism. Ironically, I tried to pursue that, and uh, I couldn't get a sheriff to bite on it. And then this last legislative session, they tried to repeal those, but they ended up running out of time, and they weren't able to repeal them. But that actually is true. In the state of New Mexico, me being in the oil and gas industry, I'm an independent oil and gas producer. But there's not a lot, not left, of, not a lot left of my business. But I can tell you for the last couple of years, we are in what we call down there in southeastern New Mexico, we call it a cold civil war. It's very similar to the Cold War that we've, that we've been in most of our lives, you know, with the Soviet Union back in the day. But this is definitely a cold civil war. We're in a, it's a pretty good wreck. The rule of law doesn't seem to mean anything unless, of course, it, it leans towards the side of the, uh, of the, controlling, the controlling party. I'm really skeptical of anything that I file in court right now. It's it's hard to get a decision. I've got two cases right now. I've had judges recuse themselves in various different things. 
I'm on my 14th judge in two different cases down in district in district five. So if you've got a case and you're going to win it, you'll typically lose the judge and they'll just put you off. And I'm not sure why I've got stuff in, I've got one case in the court of appeals has been there for almost three years. Uh, it's just our judiciary, our judicial system really is a mess and we need to clean it up. And I'm hoping that this deal with, with Shank is going to maybe be the, the deciding factor where people finally realize we're going to have to do something. We do have a couple of Supreme Court judges and a couple of uh, appellate court judges, conservatives that are running this time, and we need to get out and support those guys and vote for those guys. Whatever you do, get out and vote. You know, the, the election integrity and stuff, yes, that's an issue. But let's let's do everything we possibly can. If all you can do is go out and vote, then go out and vote. You know, the election integrity stuff, we'll get that ironed out eventually. I can guarantee it. We'll just keep fighting the fight. But everybody that's a conservative, we're losing our we're losing our, our way of life. We're losing our country. We're losing everything that that is foundational in this nation. And and I hate to sound like I'm well, I'm, I'm big time on my soapbox because this is important to me. I'm actually exhausting every asset or every bit of i'm exhausting everything i've worked for my entire life to try to win this position for state land commissioner when all is said and done obviously if i don't win this there's going to be a pile of smoking rubble where my business and my life used to be but you know i'm only 58 years old i'm still a working son of a gun but i believe so much in this state of mexico and, our, and, the, and our, the american way of life that i'm willing to risk everything i've got everything i've ever worked for to take this battle back to them i may get beat you know that may be true but you know i'm, I'm never going to quit that's just that's just the way it's going to have to be the commissioner of public land you know there's a lot of discretion a lot of discretionary power or authority that comes with this position and i can do more i can do more good for the state of new mexico and the citizens of the state of new mexico from the commissioner of public land job than i could i could have run for a representative position that that position actually yeah you were pushed out of that well yeah and i decided that i couldn't really do much good for the citizens of the state of new mexico in a representative position hmm. okay. are you sure you weren't pushed out by the republican party well, I'm well not, you don't want to say that yeah i'm not uh, okay. i'm not going to cast stones on anybody wow. yeah. <laughs> all right uh, we'll let uh, doubt have the last uh, couple of minutes uh, uh doubt go ahead take it away with uh, larry marker uh, Larry, great to great to see you through the uh, computer. You and I last were in the same room in uh, Valencia County a couple months back when we were uh, down there checking out that ordinance uh, that was going to allow some uh, economic production in Valencia County, and all of the yeah, lefty yeah, green greenies yeah. were down there. Although you had the courage to get up and speak, and I did not, so uh, that th that's another reason, folks, you should be looking at uh, Mr. Marker's candidacy. Uh, just to correct Eddie's correction uh, of my uh, statement, I never ever claimed that the judge in the Coy Griffin case was a Republican. I said he was appointed by a Republican. Uh, Francis J. Matthew was appointed by Republican Susanna Martinez in January 2013. So uh, just to uh, clarify that. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you did start out the show two days ago talking about how the Republican uh, appointee uh, of, the, uh, of the Supreme Court is, or whatever is the one who took it off. I'll have to go ahead and find that clip. We'll, we'll have to check that because that doesn't sound I, like I'm me. Not, <laughs> I'm not trying to like make hay here. I mean, I yeah, really yeah, am not. Yeah. I have uh, nothing to do with that, any of that. So, I'm uh, actually kind of surprised that Judge Beachide, he's the head judge there in uh, Santa Fe. I'm surprised he didn't take this case. He's usually a pretty solid guy. He 
you know, he very rarely, you know, rules in my favor, but he's a pretty <laughs> solid judge. He usually sticks closer to the law. I'm actually surprised that he let this go on and un- well, Larry, the, the, you know, the, the bottom line is that provision in, in our uh, in, in our Constitution refers to, you know, sedition and insurrection. Uh, Coy Griffin, whether you like him or not, was convicted of a misdemeanor. Uh, there's no insurrection or sedition in, in the charges he was in what he was charged with or what the what he was found guilty of. So it's just an absurd ruling on its face, regardless of politics or ideology or anything else. It just doesn't pass the, the smell test. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And what I believe the angle they're taking is the same. And this, this is pretty, um, this gets old, but they're taking the angle. They know that they know that Shank is, is running out of assets and he's running out of, uh, well, he's running out of steam to be honest with you. You know, he, he's been fighting the fight for a long time and he's basically just spent his way into the courthouse trying to defend all this because they just keep running him. but they're, they're just trying to, he's, He's just running out of the ability to fight him. I'm, I'm glad to see that he's studying as hard as he is, but I, I believe he's going to pull out of this, but you're right. That was an absurd ruling on its face, for sure. There you go. We'll uh, cut to a break. Larry, uh, how can people get a hold of you in your campaign? Okay, just go to, it's pretty easy to remember, go to LarryMarker.com. We've got, uh, we've got quite a bit of information on the website. We're updating it and improving it constantly, or you can give me a call at 575 575- Nine ten oh three hundred. Again, go to LarryMarker.com or just uh, call me on my cell phone, 575-910-0300. There you go. Larry, thanks for being here. We'll hear Larry on the station. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM 1600 KIV, BQ.FM, com. Back with uh, Dow's release for us Friday. Here in the Kiva, we'll get to Dow's uh, right up. Let me uh, flip this. Uh, we had the uh, that's a beautiful view. Look at that studio, looks amazing. Look at that. All the uh, hard work there. That's uh, that's what's important. I, I've done a lot, folks. It's uh, it's been fun, and uh, I definitely enjoy this radio station as many of you guys do uh, as well. I'm headed to the Lobo game tonight. So excited to see. I don't know who's gonna go, who's going to the Lobo game. Uh, let's see what the wow we've got uh 14,300 tickets sold it's a night when uh seemingly every single event at every single stadium is actually happening yeah including isotopes parks you have isotopes university of new mexico football stadium milney wilson and then whatever that uh you know uh, cleveland uh rio rant like <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to sell out um, on something like that. But, you know, there we go. Here's the uh, launch, uh, by the way, of the show on Tuesday. Uh, Maybe we can kind of clarify this uh, out. We always have uh, all this stuff uh, recorded. And I I will say I do like it. I'm not trying to call doubt out on on any of this, but I believe we had the Coy Griffin uh, piece on on this. Let's take a listen on, on, uh, on this was Tuesday's launch. Albuquerque, Macro Aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Hey, 
afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon with the Rock of Talk on AM1600. KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. In the last third of the year, the home stretch here for the elections, or maybe the first inning, uh, if you really want to think about it. 550 Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can go ahead and get us at SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. And uh, why not app us on Rock of Talk TV and Rock of Talk. Com. We've got uh, D-Dad Muska in studio here as uh, well. And, uh, launch headlong to it, a full three-hour tour. You've got the preview of a subscriber at rockoftalk.chat. you got all the links. You could follow along with the show, and uh, we're raring to go. Uh, Dowd, check mic one, two. Are you there, sir? I, I am here, sir. Oh, there we are. And I would very much like to commend the Republican-appointed judge here in the great land of enchantment, the Republican-gubernatorial-appointed judge, Francis Joseph Matthew. All right, so uh, there it is. Uh, we got the Republican appointed. So you, you take on the Dow three thousand. You come heavy, heavier. You don't come at all. Nah, <laughs> uh, you 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 place the Republican Party, Dowd, and you put the Republicans that were responsible. But the Republican Party appointed a Democrat judge, and I think you know we get a little bit into the weeds, and all we hear is it's Republicans. Now, I don't think that everything in this state that has happened that is negative is a result of the Republicans' fault. Maybe they haven't got the right, maybe it's not the right messaging, you know, maybe we can go ahead and take them down. But at, at some point, we're going to have to get behind some Republicans uh, here in this state. So what I heard is Republicans, and all I heard is Republican judge. I went with that. So maybe I just need to be a little bit more careful, but... You know, I'm not really into splitting hairs uh, or arguing about that. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, get all of the releases directly at rockoftalk.chat. Our Friday release, uh, another space case uh, here for D. Dowd Muska. What do you got, Dowd? Yeah, actually, Eddie, that was just sort of a bonus one I threw out there because I've returned to writing my uh, my weekly column and I'm trying to negotiate with my syndicator to maybe get it out uh, nationwide. But my, my New Mexico piece today, uh, my, my regular Friday piece, and, you know, folks, I dwell on this a lot, and you all tune in every day to hear about financial reports uh, issued by governmental entities in New Mexico. It's the most fascinating subject uh, that we ever cover, and I know you're just really, really into this. Uh, that That's more of my uh, Friday sarcasm for you. Every year, at the end of the fiscal year, uh, and at the local level and at the state level, that ends on uh, midnight on June 30th, every entity of government from California to Rhode Island, uh, they have to do an audit. They have to have their books audited. It's called the Compre Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. And ideally, you want to get that sucker done in the first few months uh, after you close out the books on the fiscal year. Well, <clears throat> in New Mexico, we have a problem meeting our deadlines. For example, Santa Fe hasn't submitted their CAFR, CAFR report, on time for the last three years. That's our state capital. That's our state capital, which has lots of really bright professional public servants serving the, the public. They haven't done it for three years. But I will commend the, the Quay County Sun, okay, the city of Tucumcari and Mesa Lands Community College, the local paper out there, the Quay County Sun uh, uh, in uh, eastern, the eastern part headed out toward the plains, not toward the mountains uh, in New Mexico. Uh, Tucumcari, great little town. Eddie's talked about Tucumcari uh, before. They have figured out that even though we are well into the 2023 fiscal year, they haven't submitted their CAFR report for 2021. And I will commend the reporter there. You know, I bash journalists a lot because most of our journalists are actually pretty, pretty fake uh, journalists. But the Quay County Sun, they had a reporter out there do good 
really good work on this and dig it up and uh, dig up the fact that they are behind and talk to the office, uh, the office of state auditor. Uh, and they're the state entity ultimately in charge of all these reports. Now, the little flunky at the state officer by Brian Colon's a little flunky there at the Office of State Auditor said, you know, if they don't get this right, they got to fill out their reports. They might suffer from a loss of state funds. Well, leave it to a bureaucrat to focus on that. I'm more focused on the taxpayers, uh, on you people, and how you might be hurt by government waste, fraud, mismanagement, and abuse. There was a study done in the, uh, I know we all subscribe to this, and we all remember this article, uh, the Journal of Governmental and Nonprofit Accounting. It's on all of our coffee tables, I, I know. Uh, back in 2016, they actually found that by submitting their financial reports, their audited books basically late, it affects their borrowing costs, governmental entities, municipalities, states. It actually affects their borrowing costs. And that means you, as a taxpayer, are paying more than you should be in taxes because these people can't get their bleep together and get their books audited in a timely fashion. So again, I will commend the Quake County Sun for finding two of their governmental entities out there that have not done this, uh, potentially harming taxpayers. I'll throw a couple of other governmental entities out there. I did a deep dive for hours, hours. This is a kind of, you know, I have a really exciting life uh, on the state auditor's website. Who else has not filed? Who else is 14 months behind, basically? Well, eight months behind the deadline, 14 months since the end of the fiscal year. Um, the Rio Arriba County Housing Authority, Sierra County, an actual county, uh, Harding County, an actual county, the Hatch Valley Municipal School District. Uh, let's see, the city of Texaco, way out there on the, tex uh, the border with Texas, the city of Anthony, uh, another community college, Luna Community College. They have all failed to file their comprehensive annual financial reports which uh, for 2021, which ended for more, more, than 14 months ago. So you can say, well, this is just some esoteric accounting stuff. Who cares about this? Not if it's literally costing you money, ladies and gentlemen. Not if it's if these entities have to have a higher interest rate when they float their debt devices to bring in money to support infrastructure and quote unquote, you know, other uh, uh, capital outlay essential needs. This kind of incompetence in the land of manana is potentially costing you you, 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 money. Kudos to the local press out there uh, in Quay County for covering this. This is something that I watch very, very closely. Uh, and I hadn't taken a look to see the 40 entities that are still late, this late in the game. Uh, they covered it. They reminded me of it. And uh, I did a little digging of my own and found some other examples of uh, some bad actors when it comes to uh, finances in the land of enchantment. So that's my uh, Friday look. And the only thing, other thing, Eddie, the space thing was just uh, I'm writing my column again, my national column for a treat for the subscribers. I just threw it up on our website. Anything that's related to New Mexico that has any kind of particular connection, I'm going to just include it from time to time. A one more free benefit uh, for being a subscriber, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 40th anniversary of the first privately funded rocket that ever made it into space. Uh, it launched from, I believe it's called Matagorda Island in Texas, down in the Gulf Coast. This was on September, this very day, September 9th, 1982. It is the 40th anniversary of that. And I kind of look at the history of uh, why the United States went into a more bureaucratic space policy instead of a more commerce oriented. Uh, we're making great progress with some companies right now, but we were delayed decade after decade after decade because NASA would not relinquish relinquish its monopoly. It was kind of like the teacher union of space. Uh, so that's my column. If you're a subscriber, you can read it in its entirety, uh, as well as the financial report post that went up uh, earlier today, rockoftalk.chat. Subscribe for less than two dimes a day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, rockoftalk.chat.
rockoftalk.chat. C-H-A-T, rockoftalk.chat. I'm going to throw those columns out from time to time when it's uh, of particular interest. And uh, I'm also doing one on Joe Biden next week. It's going to be, it might be, might be, uh, might be something I also want to include for the subscribers. I'm going to talk about the economy uh, of Joe Biden versus the economy of Donald Trump. Um, one economy ended up being a lot better for richer people, and the other economy was actually better for a broader swath of Americans. But it's not the one that people at MSNBC would tell you. It's kind of the reverse of what they're claiming. So uh, write my national column again, but of course, still doing all my regular uh, New Mexico work on that. Uh, and again, just, you know, thanks to the Quay County Sun. You know, it's not exactly, they don't exactly have the resources of the New York Times or Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post, uh, but it was great for them to highlight the fact that, uh, you know, these little, these little bits of incompetence in the land of manana that end up count, uh, costing us money. And uh, we're not a terribly thriving state, so every little, every little dollar that stays in the hands of uh, you and me and we can use in productive ways <clears throat> is better than giving it to the, uh, the bureaucrats. They don't know what to do with the money. They just spend it on everything. When we return, we have Murder Mike. He's going to finally oh, give us yes. an update on what's going on. Uh, right, Murder yes. Mike? We've got that. And we're going to see what's happening as far as the murder rate, uh, what his numbers are. He's He's been working on this stuff diligently all week. So we're going to get an update going into this uh, State Fair weekend. It should be known that when the State Fair starts, the murder rate picks up. It's already at 109 um, as far as the number that we've been counting. But we'll see what Dow, or excuse me, what uh, Murder Mike has. We'll return here in three minutes in the Kiva. here in the Kiva on a Friday afternoon. We got Murder Mike here uh, joining us. Uh, we got the numbers. It doesn't look good. Going into it, it, Murder Mike, every single time that we have the state fair, we go into the state fair. Look, look, I got my sweatshirt on. I finally can put something that's comfortable. How, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Eddie, and it looks like you're doing good as usual. Great show. And uh, this I'll is find- an easy one. I just, you know, I get to just point at people and they just talk, you know. Well, um, you know, I, listen me to, um, I, I do like talking the whole time. You like my shows when I just talk? Yeah. As a matter you know, for three hours and yeah. just like, just go at it. You, you just go for it. And Clyde Lewis last night was excellent. On yeah. Zero. What was it? What, what was going on? Over uh, he was talking about the uh, adverse reactions. Oh, yeah. From yeah. The vax. Vax. Yeah. 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 I saw that. So that was pretty Yeah. I was paying show. a little attention. I had, I had some football on my mind. I just need to take a break. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody has to. How about the, there. how about the skunking there of the old, uh, the old LA Rams. Uh yeah. 3110. Yeah, they went down. That was that was humiliating defeat. Yeah, Vince Ferragamo and uh, you know, Eric Dickerson just couldn't pull it out last night. Yeah. I don't even know. That's like from 40 years ago. They tried. Yeah, that's how old I am, Eric Dickerson. What what do we know? What do I know? Anyway, yeah, uh, we do know about the homicide stats. And uh Murder Mike, do you have your uh, Eddie Aragon for mayor hat on? Wow. Yeah, I I do. I wear it all the time. Even though uh, it's no longer a kind of a moot point, but still it's supportive. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, maybe you're a moot point, Murder Mike. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. Yeah, I wear it. I wore it to Los Alamos the other day. Got a, a resounding. Um, really? Yeah. You had a uh, couple of people who actually uh, acknowledged what the hat was all about. 
a couple of people did That's when I went weird. over to the Republican uh, what um, table. You know, they're yeah. handing out Roncetti. Oh and, yeah, I know that weird man. Yeah, I said, hey, I go, uh, you notice the hat? And they go, oh yeah, we noticed. Yeah, good deal. And hmm. you know, yeah. up there, they're, they're short of words. So all right, let's uh, let's compare some stats. We're gonna spend some time. Burn, burn, burn. Not good. Uh, year to date, uh, how many homicides? Well, we're looking at anywhere between 100 to 105. It depends on how you look at it because the, when the scanners went silent, we kind of lost all touch of reality as far yeah. as. We have like half a dead body, three quarters of a dead body, uh, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it, it surfaces under other calls, which we're, we are able to uh, translate, you know, and okay. those calls and stuff like that. So, but, and uh, what's uh, interesting is in 2021, there was 120 homicides uh, for the total year. And we're at just below that at what, 15? Is that 15, 20, something like that? Yeah, 15, you said. 15, yeah. yeah, yeah. 15. So we're looking at that. In July of this year, we had 11 homicides uh, compared to more than, more than July of 21, huh? Uh, yeah, in 2022, it was 11, and in July of 2021, there was only 10. Only. How can you stay on top of this stuff if I, they, like, it, is it impossible? I mean, the Albuquerque Police Department doesn't want to get back to us. Sean Willoughby, I mean, for all intents and purposes, oh, I'm a, you should sue the city. I'm like, okay, let me sue the city and see how that goes. And, you know, I, I mean, I just, we get no help. We can't. Well, you know, when you're, uh, uh, you know, bucking city hall, it's pretty hard to get help from the people that are, you know, that, um, <laughs> you you really want to get transparency to Keller and the chief both said during Keller's campaign that we are going to bring transparency to the police department. Yeah, and the first thing they did was encrypt the the radios. They did that about if you remember about eight or nine months ago, and mm -hmm. the news media raised holy cane about it. They unencrypted it, and this time they did it, but this time to kind of uh, beat the odds, that's when they handed out the radios to particular uh, media groups. So. Mm, okay. Channel yeah. 4 or 7, is that who has 4, 7, 13, probably the journal and maybe a, a, a radio we're, station. We're, we're nobody. We're, hey, we have, all depends. Niche we radio don't, we is don't somebody. Matter. Yeah, right. If we didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying so hard to shut us up. Oh, <laughs> look at you. There we go. Where am I? Boy. All right. How did August look? August, we had uh, 14 homicides, and compared to August of 2021, there was only 11 homicides. So okay. we're up all the way around. Significantly more in August, huh? Right. And that, that's of the ones we could track. That's the ones that we could track. <sighs> A lot of them went to the SO. The what, what is an SO? The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office. Oh, okay. BCSO. BCSO. Right. A lot of them went to state police. You know, it's, it's amazing how these little uh, statistics can get transferred from one agency yeah. to another mm. and then fall into a little niche that never can be seen again. So it, it's impossible. Even, you know, with these are, these numbers I've got here yeah. are from the city website. Okay. And they even contradict themselves. Straight, straight from the mouth. Yeah. It depends on which mouth. Yeah. there's yeah. A, uh, You got big mouth, uh, which is Medina. Little Mouth, which is uh, Keller. All right, so uh, total uh, homicides, 14. Shootings, 14. Shots fired calls, 41. We had to have more than that. Come on. We did. Again, these are from the city stats. Wow. There's, oh, I got it. Now that the scanners are down, uh -huh. they've got significantly. Shots fired calls, isn't that like 41 for a night? 
uh, usually. And there was uh, 14 shootings in total of August from the city website. And I've counted. Why do you lie, Tim Keller? Why do you lie, Harold Medina? Why? Why? I wonder that. Obviously, they got something to hide or they wouldn't be trying so hard to uh, cover it up or, you know, provide. They're doing it all for Michelle Lujan Grisham. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Channel 4, who I used to be very loyal to because I was a former employee. You were loyal? I was back in the day. And I still know the GM, good people, but the, uh, um, uh, what's her name? The anchor, uh, the other day when, uh, they brought out the fact that, uh, the, I forgot that story. It was, there's so many details going through my head, but, uh, I remember she made it a point to mention that the elections were, uh, both democratic and Republican when it showed that the Democrats were clearly. Oh, Tessa. Yeah. Tessa, they were very yeah. fair. She said they were very fair elections. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. And made, made it a point to make sure that the Democrats were included. Hmm after a story that was putting the Democrats down. So, you know, that reporter is going to probably be, uh, be in the, in the news director's office. But so anyway, yeah, no one's going to be the news director's office. As long um, as they just tell people what they want to hear, right. Give mm-hmm. people what they want. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's why they gave them the radios and the PIO reports, which we still haven't been able to get even PIO reports. Yeah, so, uh, homicide 14 in August. The city sucks. Well, they don't want to do anything to help us. All right, let's go yeah, through. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's see, we had uh, August 1st, 422 Cornell. That was the uh, site of the uh, Muslim shooting. 85, 230 Truman, the other side of the second Muslim. Uh, solved. Solved. Both solved. Who knew? The aggravated assault and battery, there was 88 in August. 34, 33 Eastern, another homicide. Uh, tramway, 557 Tramway. Is that Tramway in Central? Uh, 557, is that um, northeast or southeast? I don't have. Northeast. Uh, that would be uh, tramway. Number in 79 on the year, 515 Madeira. That's a, that's a, that's Paradise City down there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, that's, that's the other war zone. It, yeah, <laughs> have you gone, gone, have you con, uh, gone up and down that hellhole between Louisiana and Wyoming on Central? Yes, I have. I was going to even make a mention of that. Uh, have you seen point. the, like, yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. Have you been up and down that? Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, uh, yesterday I drove up there yeah. just to get an insight of, of just how, to, how many showers you take after driving up and down. That's, uh, well, I got to yeah. stop. <laughs> well, I, I should be asking them that, you know, I mean, those are. Oh, stops, they're showering them? Uh, they should. They, that's what they ought to do is bring the fire department over there. Those people, those people are filthy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, dirty, uh, dirty, dirty, dirty. Uh, let's see, 13,001 Central Avenue solved, apparently. 3901 lead, 243 Romana. Where's that? Southeast. Romano, Romano. Romana. Romana. Yeah. Uh, I That I don't know, actually. Okay, uh, 6250 Indian School, Northeast. Uh, 102nd Street. Well, 6250 uh, Indian was, School. Uh, there was two on Marin Circle. It was a murder homicide. Is that what that was? Murder suicide? Could have been, yeah. Marin Circle is, is not a very good neighborhood. It's right there behind... Uh, uh, Let's just, face it. None of these are good neighborhoods. Yeah, murder anymore. Mike. Yeah, 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 come anymore. on. You don't have to differentiate. If there's a murder happening in your neighborhood, it's probably not very good. Yeah, yeah. And you know, behind my shop, uh, yeah. now the crack cocaine addicts are are huffing on. Oh their, yeah, getting on their crack pipes yeah. at night. Yeah. And do you, uh, do they uh, do they run safety for your you know shop there? Uh, I guess. Well, they they're right behind my shop, but you know, about 
20 or 30 feet away from my actual back. Did you find Hunter Biden back there? Was he hanging out there with the. He was on the hunt. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have his hunting license. So I guess he wasn't a real hunter. What can I say? Oh, Oh, man. My son Hunter. I watched that last night. Hunter Hunter. That was was disgusting. He's disgusting. Yep. I mean, seriously, if you and I were brothers, can you imagine if, if you died me sleeping with your wife? I would come back from the grave. Grief. Yeah, you'd come back. You. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, no. Hunter just went. Uh, he went. He went for the. You know, he's that, that, a, he's that a just, real piece of work. That, that just man. goes to show you, there's no no ethics, no morals. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I don't see how a person could do that. But then again, I got maybe. Then I again, you don't know a Hunter Biden. Yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, no. oh, there we go. All right, we'll get into more of these uh, stats uh, as we go. Um, in the generally speaking, we've been covering numbers for quite a little while, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Murder Mike. And uh, when we cover them uh, during the fair, things increase like threefold, right? That's right. Yeah, but not this year. No, uh, Tim Keller. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's uh, the fair started yesterday that runs. Matter of fact, I brought some notes on that just in case. We All right, talk we'll talk about, about that. that when we return with Murder Mike. We've got uh, D. Dad Muska joining us from across the city. I'm at the Lobo game tonight. Go Lobos! They're bad! Hour two just for you here at the ABQ. FM, rockoftalk.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here for this Friday afternoon with Greg Zanetti. Greg Zanetti is a longtime advertiser, brand new advertisement back on our station. And I love Greg. I was behind him for governor, and he continues to help Thank you. people that are out there that are looking for a place to go uh, during this time of, well, economic turmoil. And for those of you who aren't aware of what's exactly happening, uh, there's 5.5 million people who aren't taking unemployment, nor nor are they participating in the workforce. So that's in addition to the 3 million people that are out of the workforce entirely since the beginning of the pandemic. That's 8.5 million people. The real unemployment rate right now is about 85 to 9%, and that's being conservative if we're pushing on the other side of about 10, 10.5%. And Greg Zanetti is here to advise us on what's going on in the world. And uh, there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, You heard the King Charles uh, speech that happened earlier this afternoon. We carried it live here in the Kiva. Glad to carry that for you. I am sorry for those of you who don't like for me to cover any of that stuff, but I think it's important and imperative uh, that we uh, definitely do so. And Greg, welcome into the Kiva. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. And thanks for your help during the campaign. It was really appreciated. Well, I don't know that I helped uh, very much. You did probably have the best post-conference, if you will, Republican uh, turnout. And a lot of people swear by you. A lot of people love you. They love lot them of, back. Yeah, a lot of people are, are behind you. You uh, garnered uh, nearly 50% of the vote uh, overall. And in my opinion, sir, I think you did a great job uh, overall. And I certainly hope that you become... Republican Party chair. Uh, I think you could bring <laughs> things. You were my friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to throw you to the wolves. But, so, uh, but it'll be good because I think, uh, you know, if Greg uh, were to be able to sort of, uh, you know, provide his wisdom, his advice, his direction, I think, uh, not to mention his strategy, he is a Brigadier General. It could go uh, some way. So uh, your thoughts on the Queen, the passing of the Queen, and uh, what does that all mean? Did, did that impact you at all? 
Yeah, but in a different way. It's the total passing of an era now. Uh, she was the last World War II leader mm-hmm. to pass away. I mean, the Pattons and the Eisenhowers died a long time ago. And then, you know, even some of the middle leaders, you know, they passed away. Right. She was the last one. Right. And so that's 14, it. 14 presidents. Right. The only one that she didn't touch was LBJ. Right. And now think kind of what that represents. All right. We've talked about war cycles, you and mm-hmm. I before. Yeah. 80 right. years. You've been talking about right. 2020, 1940, 1860, right. 1780. I mean, we have touched upon that. And uh, I think you can uh, sort of write the book on that. That's important. Well, and here we are. You know, so where the world can't take total war all the time. It's mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see in history, wars, you go from total war to uh, wars without without. I don't know, consequences isn't the right word without ends like mm-hmm. Vietnam, Korea, what really happened there? What right. changed? You'll have quick victory wars, but without much consequence. Again, think about that first Gulf war hundred hours, but did anything really change? Right. All right. And then you get the long drawn out wars, you know, the Afghanistan's, the Iraq the quagmires, right. Yep. Drag it down. And whether it's Russia or the United States or Egypt or Greece or Rome, you see this pattern. And it's about the time that, the last of the total war generation previous has passed away mm-hmm. that humanity seems ready for the next one. Yeah. Well, she just died. She was the last one of the world war two generation. And look out there, Eddie, what's everybody gunning for right now? You got the new prime minister of England, mm-hmm. Great Britain. What's all of saying? two days inside. Right. right. And what she's saying we're going to take on the Russians. Mm-hmm. We're going to give more arms to Ukraine and we're going to keep on going. Well, all right, Roger that. But, you know, Russia's saying back, look, we're prepared to nuke you. And today you had the Ukrainian generals out there saying they're prepared for quote unquote limited nuclear war. Wow. What does that even mean? It's BS. There's no such thing. Once you drop a nuclear bomb, I mean, that's, it's, that's everything. Everything changes. I mean, this is the home for the nuclear bomb. Right. But you see, all right, China's rolling up its sleeves. Right. All right, we're going to go after Taiwan. All right, and so now Japan is siding with us on this thing, and they're advancing their military bases. They're mm-hmm. rearming for the first time since after World War II. Yeah. So I look at Queen Elizabeth's death, and I think, it's it. That's the end of, we're ready for total war again. Right. And now the world is gearing up for this. So financially. Do you think that we are at that point where we're all in on going to war, the United States, China, Russia? Yes. Is everybody ready for that? Yeah. Nobody's talking peace. Okay. Nobody. And you think about what's happened here. What, what's the incentive there? I mean, economically, what's the incentive going to war? We know that the you know defense contractors, uh, I mean, certainly commodities become more expensive. I think you have some, you know, real supply chain issues in terms of the oil. Uh, what's the incentive to go to war versus peace? Who's going to rule the world? Okay. I mean, that's really what the challenge is right now. There's no hegemonic power. The United States no longer right. a hegemonic power in the world? No. Okay. We're, and so the world is dividing into two camps. You've got the old camp, the United States, Europe, mm-hmm. Australia, Japan, that group. It's weird to say, like, the United States is an old camp. That's kind of a weird thing to say, but it is true. It is. We came out of, you know, Bretton Woods and all the rest of the stuff post-World War II. And it's like, yeah, we were the men, right? Right. right. And now we're not. Yeah. And so look at the alliance that's forming. I mean, it started, you know, with the BRICS nations, I guess you could say that. Brazil, 
Russia, right. India, China. They had South a formidable Africa. gathering. BRIC got together and decided, hey, you know what? We don't have to put up with NATO anymore. We don't have right. to put up with the likes of the Canadian Premier and the France PM and the Britain PM. Like, we're good. Right. And no one cared all that much about Brazil or South Africa. Right. But Russia, India, China? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That's right. a big part of the world's population Absolutely. with a whole bunch of resources. Yeah. And then off you saw yeah, this. Yeah, you, you just mentioned uh, the 3.2 billion people right there <laughs> exactly. with my saying break. <laughs> with a lot of resources. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1.6 in India, uh, 1.8 in China, and, uh, you know, whatever you've got in Russia. And then Brazil is is a cool, four, is a cool 400 million at the same right. time. So. And now who's asking to join? So you have the uh, Saudis. Saudis, our friend, the petrodollar system, you know. Pakistan. Right. And uh, let's see, Argentina, Mexico Mm -hmm. is starting to make overtures toward this thing. But when Saudi Arabia said, you know, we might want to join this. Right. That's when Biden raced over there in in July. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a scheduled visit. Yeah. This is the fist bump meeting. And what did Saudi Arabia basically say to him? Pound sand. And so now you have the Saudis you know, talking about joining this group and bringing their natural resources mm-hmm. with them. Right. What does that do to the petrodollar? Right. And every, your listeners know this, they're educated. Since the early 70s, the U.S. dollar has been the currency you use to buy oil. Mm-hmm. And in exchange for that privilege, we agreed to defend the Middle East. And it's not a conspiracy. And now theory. you're telling me that's over. Yeah, we're on the cusp of it. It yeah. hasn't officially ended. But yeah. Why are the Saudis closer to Russia? Well, let's Aren't see. Aren't they competitive? Yeah, sort of. But I think they've looked out there and they saw Afghanistan a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, wait a minute. Our petrodollar deal is predicated on you Americans defending the kingdom. Okay. You couldn't Do they have, have the, the same enemy in common, the United States at this point? Oh, I think what they want to do is say, we don't need to fight the Americans. We can just ignore them. What we need to do is crush them the way they crushed the Soviet Union destroy the economy, destroy mm-hmm. their currency. That's really the goal right now. There's different kinds of wars. You know yeah. this. There are currency wars, diplomatic wars, political wars, economic wars. But our wars. currency, Greg, I mean, and I know you've been tracking this. I mean, the United States currency has never been stronger, uh, comparatively speaking. So right. poke some holes in that because okay. I think I need that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what's happened here. All right. Currencies at the periphery. Mm-hmm. So I want you to think uh, Bolivars, Pesos, oh, yeah. Thai Bot. Wow. That they've been unwinding, unraveling yeah. for well over a year, year and a half. All right, let's pretend you're living in Cambodia and you see your currency unraveling. Yeah. Eddie, you're not stupid. Yep. You start to move your capital. Your From Phnom Penh to uh, New York. Right. You, okay. you start moving toward the core. Mm-hmm. So what was the core? Uh, Euros, they mm-hmm. were considered legit. Yen are legit. One out of China, legit, and the dollar's legit. All right, well, what's happened in Europe? Well, those chuckleheads decided that they were going to, you know, go toe-to-toe with the Russians, and the Russians cut off the energy. Mm. All right, well, meanwhile, all right, so Europe is in recession right now, heading toward depression. Okay. And if Are we would, sure about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing, like, things from Russia, things look good, they're, they're trading a lot. Oh, no, the uh, Russians are doing fine. Yeah, the Russians the are Europeans, doing fine. It's the Europeans are in recession. In okay, so the Europe, yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry yeah, about that. Bad. Yeah, no, yeah no, you said no. Russians. I was like, what? No, What's no, going no. on? I thought the Russians were doing great. No, no, okay. The, the Russians okay. have the strongest performing currency okay. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we're second. All right, so what did Russia do? Let's back up there. What did the Russians do? Mm-hmm. We applied all these sanctions against Russia. Russia said, fine. 
If you aren't going to let us use dollars and euros, if you want our oil, our gas, our coal, yeah. he says, you're going to pay for it in rubles or in gold. Right. And then Putin came out and he said, your U.S. dollar, your dollar is candy wrappers. Right. Candy wrappers. And he said, you just type it in on a keyboard and you're buying our real stuff. Mm-hmm. No more. If you want our stuff, you're going to pay with something real. Then China said, we're in. India said, we're in. And this is where the camps are dividing into two. And now the Saudis are saying, we're in. Mm-hmm. All so, with brick. All with brick. Yeah, every right. aforementioned country that right. uh, Greg just rifled off last 15, 20 seconds, all with brick. Right. All right. So meanwhile, though, you still had currencies at the periphery weakening, and now you had the euro weakening. Mm-hmm. So now the Europeans start to say, shove money into dollars. Okay. Meanwhile, and this is, you know, actually against China, what was happening in China two, three, four months ago? Runs on the banks. Yeah. They've got Ponzi schemes out the wazoo in China. They've got issues. So we saw Chinese capital fleeing and coming to the dollar. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily mean that the dollar is strong. It's the old saying, we were just the cleanest, you know, shirt in the, in the dirty laundry pile. All right, got it. But now you've got a new currency forming right before your eyes. Okay. And this is the thing that's throwing the, uh, today, you saw the dollar dumping today. How come? Well, because now people are saying, look, we might have a real rival to the dollar, and it's a consortium of these strong, huge economies to challenge the old order. And that's what's, that's the economic. And and you're saying that those are more or less the BRIC countries? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're the commodities. Do they feel like they are at any point in a position of weakness or they think that they're going to lose? Given they're meeting the conferences for NATO, the conferences for BRIC happen almost simultaneously within a week of each other. Brick got together. It seemed like they came out a little bit stronger right. from your assessment. I mean, does, I agree. Do, do the Brick countries believe that they're going to lose at this point? No, no, because they also believe they have military superiority. So is this why uh, Putin's hitting the gas on the Ukraine and uh, continue yeah. to amp up uh, his uh, number of soldiers by 137,000 and going yeah. on the offensive? Is that, is that what's going on? Yeah. Did, did you see? Yes. And let's talk about that. All right, so you saw that they cut off Nord Stream 1 last week, right? Okay, I don't know what that is. All right, so this is the pipeline that runs from Russia. Oh, right, creating the energy crisis that they're all ready for in Great Britain and Europe. Okay, got it. 40% of the energy in Europe comes from Russia. Okay. And now Europe said, all right, we're going to take you on. Russia said, oh, we're having troubles with the pipeline. We've got an oil leak. All right, let's talk about the military part that preceded the cutoff of the energy. The Ukrainians decided to take the offensive against that nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Have you heard about this? No. All right. The largest nuclear power plant in Europe is in Ukraine. Okay. Right. So the Russians took that very early in the war. So the Ukrainians have been shelling the nuclear power plant. And the world has been going, whoa, whoa, stop this. What are you, you're going to create a Chernobyl tax mm-hmm. 10. What are you right, doing? Right. Well, then the Ukrainians said, oh, we're not doing it. The Russians are shelling their own positions for the propaganda piece of it. Right. That's the correct look. You, your audience can see how Eddie's right. looking at me yeah, right yeah. now. This makes no sense at all. All right. So the British decided they were going to train up, you know, like a special forces, Delta Force to go in and take back this nuclear power plant. Okay, so it was 60, 70 men, amphibious assault the last week of August. 
it was like something out of Gomer Pyle. These, the Russians knew it was coming. Of the 60, 70 soldiers involved in this, 47 of them were killed. You had like a dozen captured, or no, a couple captured, and a, and a couple of dozen are now just isolated, you know, wondering when do we surrender. And at that point, it was so humiliating to the Brits because they had really been the masterminds of this thing. Um, that's when Putin said enough. Yeah. We're cutting off the natural gas. And he just did it. Boom. All right. So now imagine you're a smelting company in Germany. All right. For our audience, smelting is? Oh, melting down copper, melting down zinc, melting, you know, for steel, those giant on fire buckets, you know, you see. Right, right, right. Yeah. How much energy does that take? Right. A bunch. Yeah. They don't waste much energy. And now what Europe is saying is we need to cut back on our energy use by 40%. 40. All right. Imagine this. <laughs> now you're going to try to cut back on all your showers, all your travel, all your airlines, all of your industry. They're already shutting down their industry. Over. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Europe is in recession and heading to depression. Have they acknowledged a recession like we haven't yeah, acknowledged no. it? They're avoiding it? Oh, no, they can't, I mean, uh, they can't Ger- get out of it. Yeah, so Germany has uh, 2.5% of its GDP that is literally going to spend upon energy. I can only imagine Great Britain is going to be at least that, if not more, going in uh, to oh, the yeah. winter. Yeah, so the recession isn't a recession. It's true depression, given the fact that there's so much of the G-line that's being spent on trying to just keep people alive. Their utility bills have gone up tenfold. It's crazy. Ten. Yeah, I was looking at that. Right, sit down. I was like, how is that? I thought I was misreading it or no. I was so stupid I didn't understand. No. That means it, it, it's crazy. Your hundred dollar a month electric bill is now a thousand. Yeah. And people can't afford it. All right. So what's what's their solution? They just printed up 65 billion euros and they're gonna spray and pray it out to everybody to help them pay their electric bills. Well, fine, fellas, but it doesn't produce more electricity. Right. It's not going to give you more energy. And now you've got the new prime minister in England saying, she's the, by the way, the former secretary of defense over there. Mm-hmm. We're going to double down against the Russians. Well, what did the Russians say? You should YouTube this. Just YouTube Russia, Poseidon, Britain. Just those three words. Russia, Poseidon, Britain. And you'll watch... Russian television talk about wiping Britain off the face of the planet. And there's to to what end and for what reason to stop Britain from prosecuting the war against the Russians. Got it. So the Ukrainian. Okay. So here's the whole thing is Boris Johnson was helping Vladimir Zelensky. The new PM comes in. She says that she's going to do the very same thing. The crown has become now woke uh, under King Charles because it's moved, shifted left progressive. We know Zelensky is a left progressive. So we're going to, and then of course, obviously Joe Biden, the new uh, film. I'm not sure if you've (laughs) seen my son Hunter just came out a couple nights ago. I watched the whole thing. It was very exciting. I should say, Um, but long story short. So we have everybody that's consolidated themselves on the left. Russia and everyone is consulting themselves on the right. And I think uh, the end game has been decided from the get go right. because the resources and the military and everything is really the advantages is for the Russians uh, right from the very beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russia's winning this war. Okay. And, and how long does this war go on? That depends on your estimate on today the here on this uh, early September, 2022, 
How long does it continue? Oh, at least another year. Okay. But it's it, but that's because of what the Russians are doing. Do but nukes get dropped? Not yet, but by this time next year. Will they year, get dropped within the next year? Over 50% and yes. okay and so you're saying yes so where Back would they get dro- where would they get dropped over in Euro- kiev in europe yeah okay in europe. and uh and you got to wonder how much of that would be a false flag will that be you know, a kind of russian drop or will that be a ukrainian drop uh, we might disagree on this i thought a lot about the, this the, the russians have no advantage to doing it right so it would have to be it'll be the ukrainian drop it'll be a right. ukrainian atomic drop which is what they were saying today in if you go to the headlines today, Ukrainian generals talking about limited nuclear war. Oh, there we go. Right. I thought we were the ones that were on the defense. Right. No. That doesn't make any sense. No. So what's it's a sad situation? Right. So, so people don't understand what's happened here. We started this war. Mm-hmm. Russia just attacked first. Mm-hmm. We poked the bear. Well, yeah, we started. This was Obama's war. Mm-hmm. You know this, right? Yeah, Crimea. Yeah, right. done, done, 2014. Right. We yeah, we decided to take government. it over, expansion of NATO. We're going right. to go and grow. Yeah, yeah. No, sure. All right. So now here we are. And Russia did not do shock and awe the way we do. Mm-hmm. We go and we take out the water. We take out the electricity. We yeah. take out command. Hit the resources. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Russia's containment. Yeah, Russia's saying, wait a minute. These are Russian speakers. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety percent of the Donbass, this area we're in, they speak Russian. Right. The Ukrainians had been attacking this group. They killed thirteen thousand native Russian speakers. And they said Russia's not happy with no. that. So yeah. Russia came in and they're doing old fashioned field artillery, grind them into the dirt. But they have not taken out the electric or the you know the power plants, water, all the stuff we do. And what they're doing is they are sapping out the West from our resources. We're running low on weapons here. Mm-hmm. We keep sending stuff to Ukraine and, and we're drawing down the strategic petroleum reserve. Have you seen that? No. Okay. So we have a strategic petroleum reserve in the case of war, emergency, natural disasters, this kind of thing. We're down to 1984 levels in that right now. What does that mean? Uh, we used to have, let's see. It's, I can't remember how many millions of barrels of oil in these salt domes or salt caves, mm-hmm. uh, mostly on the southeast coast of the U.S. Okay. It's a natural holder of petroleum. Mm-hmm. So we would fill it up in case of emergency, we would have emergency oil. When oil prices hit five bucks a barrel, I mean, $5 a gallon here, Biden began tapping into our strategic reserves. And then he started selling part of that oil to China. Hmm. Right. I mean, people are following this. So we're drawing down our own energy reserves. Plus we are taking our ammunition, our missile systems, all these things, and we're shipping them to Ukraine where they're being destroyed. And so not only are we drawing down our energy here, we're drawing down our ammo. Mm -hmm. Just as we're gearing up for a war, yeah. we've lost our minds. Yeah. And we're led by imbeciles. I, it's hard to describe. And, and well, I think we're led by about- people who are driven more by agenda than they are actually rational thinking. You're right. a strategy, you're a planner, or strategist, you're a planner. You know what's going on. You know where the resources right. are at. And then these are all pieces of information that we're not hearing no. uh, very often. But uh, I think we all know that the first thing that ultimately uh, is at a loss in every war is the truth. You 
gets explained. <laughs> right. And those, uh, the truth is the facts, and the facts would actually keep us alive. You're trying to keep your head uh, right. on the ball, on the swivel when it comes to that. Okay, now go to the other side of the globe. So what's China doing right now? They see what's going on in Ukraine. They're not stupid. And so, you know, once Pelosi made her trip, these others have made their trip. Okay. What, didn't you think, at first you think, this is a huge overreaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had dignitaries go to Taiwan forever. Why was it on this one? Suddenly China felt like they had to ramp it all up. They had to deploy their Navy. They had to start sending in their Air Force over Taiwanese right. airspace. Right. All over Pelosi's visit. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the issue there? The Chinese have problems in their economy. Their banking system is falling apart. They built ghost cities. I mean, replicas of New York City yeah. where no one lives there. million people. Right. And no one, no one lives there. The concrete is already sloughing off. The roads are falling apart. And they did this all over. The, there's so much malinvestment and corruption. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've got banks closing. They had to deploy tanks to the streets to keep people from, you know. Stop from protesting right. and pulling their right. money out, out of, of a bank banks. in a communist country. Exactly. <laughs> and so what's the best way to divert people's attention in that kind of scenario? War. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, we've got to redirect toward an outside enemy. Plus, we need the wealth. Yeah. This is how communism survives. you got to take wealth from some other place. Yeah, and you got to conquer other countries, too. Exactly. So yeah. there's Taiwan. So now this was the perfect excuse to ramp it all up. Plus, they see us bogged down in Ukraine. Now let's go to another part of the world. Let's go to the Middle East. What's Iran just announced? We got nukes, baby. And they have the ability North to— North Korea is doing this at the very same North time Korea's as Iraq and Iran. Right. Like, this isn't making That's sense. What it, well, it is. If you think about the war cycles and Queen Elizabeth just heard the end of an era, boom, we're ready for the next war. Tradition, make your matriarchy, patriarchy abolished right. forever now. So who's going to run the world for the next century? Is it going to be the Eurasian continent, which is what they're saying? Hey, look. Eurasian continent has been the center of civilization for thousands of years. It's only been since Britain and America, maybe a little bit of France, that Europe and North America ran the world. The real center of the planet has always been Eurasia. We need to return it to where it belongs. Hmm. And that's their goal. Going back to Marco Polo, if you will. And that's what, gosh, that's a great segue. That's exactly what Vladimir Putin called Mm -hmm. it in a speech in the early 2000s. We talked about that. Do you remember when we talked about that uh, three years ago? (laughs) The new Silk Like he put out that speech. And at that point, like you knew it was all coming together. Uh, By the way, Greg's now, he's going to take us uh, all through this. Uh, (laughs) We're going to get into the financial markets uh, as well. We'll talk about uh, everything from Bitcoin to, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley and the various other things that are out there and the things that you've been investing in. And uh, Greg, how can people reach you? Oh, my phone number, 505-250-3754. Call either me or Walt Benson. He's my business partner. Also a county commissioner, by the way. Yeah, how is Walt? Walt's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's been a great addition to the firm. Let's jump into it all, folks. Uh, We've got uh, a, a lot of financial markets. Uh, we're at 31,000 plus right now. I, I got to tell you, we got a, a three-quarter point bump, the third one in a row. Right. We, that's unprecedented. We haven't right. seen anything like that before. But uh, we know that interest rates need to be north of four. Uh, overall mortgage rates are going to be north of six next week. Six and a quarter. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so here we are. We're looking at this. Uh, Greg, lay it on us. Tell us what's going on. Okay. All right. So I call this speed wobble. 
So Eddie, when you were 12 years old and on a skateboard, uh, imagine that your older brother comes along and he's on a motorcycle. He says, hey, Eddie, grab hold of this rope and I'll pull you on your skateboard. What, what's the first thing you're gonna say? This sounds great, you're 12. So you get on the skateboard and you're being pulled along by your brother and he starts to accelerate. And then he might make a turn a little too fast and you start to wobble. We call this speed wobble. You're oscillating a little too fast and the little wheels of that skateboard only have a limited capacity for speed and maneuverability and you start to wobble. So what do you do? You overcompensate. And as you overcompensate, that makes you wobble some more. So you wobble back the other way. And pretty soon you're skidding on the pavement and uh, the whole, your whole side of your face is ripped up and your brother circles back around and says, how come you're so uncoordinated? Well, this is what's happened with our economy is we have gone to speed wobble. What happened? We were being pulled along by low interest rates and by a bunch of printed money and by actually some pretty good policies out of the Trump administration and all was going well. And then COVID hit. That was our wobble. But it was the reaction by government that really started to send us into instability, the shutdowns. Uh, all of these new rules and regulations, the distancing, what we did to the culture, what we did to our society, what we did to our schools, that was the overcompensation. All right, so now that led to inflation, all that money printing. Now we've got the rising prices. Now we've got the rising unemployment because people don't want to work. Why should we work? We got paid for free you know, to, to do nothing over the last several years. All right, so now where are we? The Federal Reserve is trying to correct the reaction to the reaction to the reaction, and they're hiking interest rates. Well, Powell warned us last week, oh, it's going to mean some pain. Yeah, pain, all right. Uh, we're going to have a falling real estate market, and it's already happening. We're already seeing the number of houses being sold is dropping. It's actually six months in a row. We've got people just can't afford you know, mortgages at six and a half percent that they could afford earlier at, you know, three, three percent. And so what we're seeing is trouble in the housing market, trouble in real estate. You're seeing, despite this week in the stock market, we are seeing issues in stocks. There's an erosion that is occurring. The lows are getting lower and the highs are getting lower in the stock market. Meanwhile, as money leaves the stock market, it doesn't just grow wings and, and fly away. It goes somewhere else. And where is it going now? It is moving to, I believe, the commodity space. You saw it in energy today. Energy is up 2 3% today. Every high in energy is getting higher. Every low in energy is getting higher. Anyway, this is what I think is coming and uh, the world's changing right before our eyes. My apologies, Greg. I was just grabbing some coffee and some chocolate there. That's okay. I'm still... For the listeners out there, Eddie needed a break. And I yeah, was I just need to grab some coffee. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, where we are, I talked to him about speed wobble, which is 
basically. trying to keep it on 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 point, but it's pretty hard to do it, especially oh. between the Fed and the investors that are reacting uh, of right. what's going on out there. Right. So what's going to happen? Uh, at some point, we're going to hit that bump in the road that makes us skid out. It could be. What a, is that bump? Could be. It's, it's not a. It's not an interest rate hike. Ah, could be the sinking of an aircraft carrier. It could be an earthquake. It huh. could be a bank failure out of Germany. It could be anything that's called a black swan event. You know, oh, this, this came out of nowhere. Well, no, it didn't. I mean, it's easy to predict banking problems in China or in Europe right now. It, you don't have to be Nostradamus to see this coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you do see bank collapses in Europe, I'd be very cautious about what's going on here in the United States. Because what we are trying to do right now is silo off the European banking problems from United States problems. Okay. Okay. This goes into woo woo land. I got to take you back now about three years. So we're talking about the overnight swaps. Is that? Thank you. Okay. Yes. Like the amount of money that's available for us to spend. Remember about a couple of years back, we had the issue where the overnight interest rate went from like a 10th of a percent to 10% in one night. Oh yeah. All right. What caused that? They never told us, but just to put this in perspective to your listeners, that would be like a mortgage rate going from six and a quarter percent to 625% in one night. Yeah, no problem. That's easy. That was, (laughs) it was panic in the banking sector and it took trillions of dollars to fix this. And it was all done very quietly. And we wondered what happened. We still haven't been told. But what we saw after that was the Federal Reserve here began to silo off European banks from our system, which tells me that there was probably trouble in uh, Germany, probably Germany, maybe France. Now we're having this on steroids as Europe falls apart. So that could be the black swan event. It could be a number of things, but that's what will be blamed. But what's going to happen is we're heading toward. A credit crisis? Maybe mm-hmm. that's the right way to put it. Credit is already drying up. Yeah. This is what brought down Lehman Brothers. Yep. And people don't understand this. Um, wait, what's he talking about? All right, Eddie, I'm going to make you the... Um, yeah, we're going back to 07. Yeah, right. So you run a nursery. All right, you're now heading oh, toward... I can't wait. Yeah, so you run your... <laughs> well, I mean like garden plants. Yeah, you know, this sure. Kind of thing. All right, so uh, you're heading toward the slow time of year, but you know, come January, February, let's just say you're going to need half a million dollars. Mm-hmm to plus up the nursery in preparation for spring sales. Okay. All right. Well, you got a line of credit at Wells Fargo, Bank of America, somewhere. So you can go out and buy half a million dollars worth of product to stock your store. All right. And then over the course of the summer, you're going to sell it all, make profit, pay your line of credit back, and that's your cycle. What if they cut off your line of credit? Oh, wow. Right. Now you can't stock up. This is what what happens during a credit freeze. Yeah. This is how trucking runs. This is how so many businesses run. Well, Morgan Stanley, it's Goldman over. Sachs. The, it's over. There's nothing. This is what we're seeing in the markets right now. We're starting to see credit contract. People aren't trusting each other. You're seeing it contract in Europe big time. Crud, these guys aren't going to be able to pay their loans back. They don't have any energy to run their companies. Right. Don't loan them any more money. Shoot, we'll never get it back. Right. This is what's happening in China. Okay. What, we're going to loan more money in China when you've got a banking system that's falling apart. And now you've got the United States. You got Jerome Powell out there, you know, saying they're I'm pushing high rates, high rates oh, yeah. until the system breaks. Oh yeah. Well, okay, Jerome. Then what? 
they're is... literally talking about interest rate hikes as if it's a normal function of the market now. Well, and... Whereas before, they right. couldn't even talk about it for 12 years. Right. We didn't have any interest rate hikes. No, and that was part of the, of the wobble. This was part of our problem that there was this overcompensation, you know, back going back actually to the right. Lehman Brothers. Right, right, right. So now we're going back and forth, but now it's ever shorter periods of time we're seeing us try to correct, correct, right, right. correct. So what's Powell told us? We're going to have, we're going to try to get inflation under control, but you and I have talked about this. They have misdiagnosed the cause of the inflation. The cause of the inflation in the 1970s was you had wages soaring and you had something in overheated economy. And the cause in 2021 was? Scarcity. Well, scarcity. But it's artificially created. Correct. Yeah. People don't realize that people had more money in their bank account. They had more things in their cover. They had six months of food. They had everything they possibly could have. And the inflationary pressure is all driven by the fact that everybody has too much. They have right. too much money, have too much product, right. and have too much time. I think that's right. the biggest thing overall is like, what are you doing with your additional time? Well, you're throwing it into these tech companies, right. Netflix, Amazon. Right. I'm, I'm building my house. I'm building my castle. Right. I have all these things. I'm going to binge watch X, Y, and Z. And right. it's really like a negligible actual benefit for the economy overall because it doesn't right. produce anything. Right. The right. consuming is in real time. And I've been trying to talk about this with our audience, Greg. And, and the fact is, is once you consume it or once you buy it and it's in your house, it's no longer needed. Right. That means it's there. It is, right. you, you can't get any more benefit. There's no, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, cost utility uh, utilization. I don't know, something, you know, cost benefit that, that you're going to get beyond once you actually, you know, extract your own personal capital to do it. And where did that personal capital come from? It came from the government. Right. They printed it out. They gave it to you or your business right. gave it to you. Right. And so basically we've been hollowing out, we've been cannibalizing the economy. Mm -hmm. And so we've and ourselves. Been, yeah, we've been substituting real wealth for printed paper. Right. You don't have to produce anything. We'll just give you more money. Mm -hmm. well, this is happening in Europe right now. We don't have to have more energy. We're just going to give you money. Well, money's not going to heat my house. This, this is our overarching problem. And now Jay Powell is our Fed Reserve chairs, hiking these rates, hiking these rates, which is going to slam more businesses into bankruptcy. Yep. We're going to have companies collapse. That's yep. more scarcity. Right. We're not going to be creating more wealth. This is our problem. This is actually what President Trump was trying to do was reverse this. Mm -hmm. He was trying to bring manufacturing back to the United States. We're going to make things again. Yep. Back we, in the USA. Are you hearing this? The whole thing. Him and Bernie were on the same side of the argument. Right. And now are you hearing any of this right now? No, we're all. talking about universal yeah. basic More free income. trading. Right. Universal yeah. basic income. Here, free money. Yep. We're going to forgive your student loan debt. All right. Well, got it. I mean, uh, I understand the kids can't pay it back, but uh, basically what you are doing is cannibalizing the mm -hmm. economy and you're trying to substitute money for wealth. Right. And they're two totally different things. Right. Yeah. So, wealth is generational. Well, money is just, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Right. And so meanwhile, all of this with a backdrop of we might be going to war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shoot. Here, here we go. And what are our leaders talking about? Pronouns. Mm -hmm. You're not using the right pronoun. He, I mean, she, it, they, hey. Well, yeah. Think about when you go back in history, at the end of the Roman Empire, here are the barbarians at the gates. I mean, there's fire on the outskirts of the city as they are coming in. 
Do you know what the Roman Senate was debating? What? Are angels males or females? Wow. That is no joke. Yeah, no different than what we're sort of doing now. Pretty Just a little much. bit more, yeah, evolved. We're debating these inane, stupid things mm -hmm. when you've got a currency war going on where they want to attack our currency and take it down. Yeah. We've Distractions. Got, right. That's all they are. Right. And, and then we wonder why people are disgusted by the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we get the Republicans in, is it going to change dramatically? Okay, overnight? so let's talk about that for a second. Let's <laughs> okay. talk about things. I mean, you ran for governor. You're not an unintelligent person or a, a dumb uh, human being, uh, Greg. Uh, everybody knows how erudite and uh, oh, amazingly yeah. intellectual that you are because of the yeah. time that you've spent in the school, where you've gone, who you're married to, and, you know, the right. things that you think about. You have to be ahead of the curve. Uh, that's not leading edge, just bleeding edge. You've got to be there. And if you're not there, then your clients are going to fire you. Right. And it, it helps as you read a lot, that you pay attention to all the publications. So do you. Yeah, well, I do, but I don't know. I, you actually read what when it comes to what matters for people that had tangible wealth that are investing. So with all that being said, you know, looking across this vast land of ours and looking at the balance of the Senate and the House, I think the House goes to the Republicans. The Senate yeah. will go to the Republicans by about two votes. And then, of course, the, the Democrats will continue to occupy the executive. We have the judicial. At that point, given what I'm giving you as far as an expectation from political uh, standpoint, do the Republicans get blamed for the recession slash depression that is going to be upon us January of 2023? And how can they avoid that? Because that political economy and calculus will actually do any Republican candidate in for 2024 at a time where we should actually right. get it. No, no, I, I've thought about that. You got to wonder. The blame is coming. It, absolutely. There's no question. Right. And so what we have to do is what the Democrats do. It, you have to put it out there right now. You caused this. Here's why you, and force it on them. See, we're not doing that right now. I mean, what they have managed to do is turn everything toward Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're not talking about the debts, the deficits, the economy, all this stuff. And so... Yeah, I mean, if we, um, I won't say it's, we we need better messaging. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get I think blamed. we need to be more disciplined. I don't think it's better messaging. I think we've got the morals, we've got the values, we've got everything we need. I think it's the fact that we need to stay disciplined and the speed of trust. Even Kobe wrote about it, but it's about trusting each other, making sure that, hey, you know what? Yeah. We're all, we're in the same uniforms. We don't actually have to step outside of our own uniforms, but oftentimes the Mitch McConnell's, Right. Winos that are out there consistently do that, and it dilutes the message. And I know that people are trying to win, you know, elections, but the long and the short of it is you can't win an election if you actually don't stay true to your base. Your base is what right. motivates. Your base right. is what produces. Your base is what follow through. Your base is what knocks and talks and rocks, you know, the, the neighborhoods that are out there. And I think we've sort of forgotten that, you know, because we're trying to move more to the middle philosophically. The right will still stay away, uh, still with you uh, all the way to the middle as long as you acknowledge them and treat them right. But I don't think a whole lot of respect is coming by way of the rhinos towards the right, especially now after the FBI stuff. And I'm sure that you right. have probably been following a lot of that information. It's got to be startling to you. Well, yeah, I mean, what's happened to our institutions, the corruption inside the institutions on both sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, is one side worse than the other? Yes. Mm -hmm. But do we have our guys, like you said, the rhinos yeah. who are you know, pragmatic and no, you're not, you're, mm -hmm. you're killing us. I think they're more opportun 
opportunistic than than pragmatic, right? right. Like they, they they're always thinking about the bottom line. Well, yeah. Besides their own bottom line, they conflate government with the nation. That government is the same as the country. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is defend government. Well, no, the government's working against you now. Here's what's let's let's do let's go back to economics for a second because this is what the Republicans would have to do, and it would be very painful. The reason that the inflation now is going to be so different is that we've crossed the Rubicon of how the inflation is being pushed into the system. All right, so let's back up for a second here. Since Lehman Brothers, the Federal Reserve has been printing trillions of dollars, right? Okay. How do they get that money into the economy? They print it up and they shove the money down to banks. And they say, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. Lend, lend, lend. Lend, lend, lend. lend. We're going to give you 0% interest rates. Go tell people to buy houses. Mm -hmm. Take out a loan. Go Build businesses, buy houses, right. right. All right, but that money has to be paid back. Mm -hmm. So there's always a little bit of edginess. You took the money, yeah, you've got it, but I still have to pay it. So it's not as inflationary as people think. All right, now the Federal Reserve has said this. We're not doing this anymore. I mean, it's, we've reached the end. We've printed all these trillions. Everybody's mad at us. We're hiking interest rates. We are pulling back on credit. We are not going to be stimulating. Mm-hmm. Now, Powell is saying we're passing the baton to government. We need you to be the instrument of stimulus. Mm-hmm. You stimulate the economy. And have they responded? Yeah, we just got it. What, $800 billion spending bill? What was it, last month? Mm-hmm. You know, for the new Green Deal. Yeah, the, the, inflation, the inflationary the, battle. Yeah. yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. Which is totally Act. false, which oh hires an additional $200 sure. billion dollars of 87,000 right. uh, IRS agents. Yeah, student loan forgiveness. Right. This money's different. This money doesn't have to be paid back. This is financial heroin. You mm-hmm. just put pushing money out to contractors, pushing money out to government employees, pushing government out directly to people that is never going to be paid back to the government. And so now it's, let's go on vacation. Let's spend money. Let's do, now the inflation is much faster, which is already what you're seeing. Plus government starts to crowd out the private sector. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're seeing right now. The private sector is going to be the one that struggles during this recession because mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. Right. Their credit's going to dry up. You're going to hurt the truckers. You're going to hurt, you know, the, the guy, the landscaping guys, you're going to hurt them. Government, shoot, they're going to be printing money like crazy. We're not going to be lending money into existence. We're going to be spending money into existence. And the group that's closest to it, defense contractors, you know, anybody who's getting money directly from government, they're going to be living large. Mm-hmm but the private sector is going to shrink. Now you're on the road to hyperinflation. This is what happens in Venezuela, the Soviet Union, Germany back in the 1920s. Government takes over more and more of the economy. That's what the Republicans must stop when they get in. Now, though, it's going to be difficult. Uh, We need to cut back on government programs. Mm -hmm. Wait, I need my Social Security check. Mm -hmm. I need Medicaid. I need Medicare. All those programs are growing like crazy. You think the Republicans are going to have the huevos <laughs> to stand up and say, we have to get this budget under control? No, for the na- no they got to spend the money. They right. always will. Right. Yeah. And, and Trump did. And, and just like in any bureaucracy, if you don't spend the money as you had last year, 
right. and use it all, then you don't get the, a higher allocation the next year. Right. The Republicans understand that as much as the Democrats. Right. So how are they going to do it? Either they're going to increase defense spending. So that's mm -hmm. typically what the Republicans, and I get that. We're on the verge of war. Mm -hmm. Right. So as an investor, yeah, maybe I ought to be looking at Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. We've got yeah. a we've Raytheon got a, right across the street sure. there. They're going to be getting their money. Uh, the, the medical, but, mm -hmm. you know, medical part, the big pharma. Don't, don't think that that's just going to go away. It's probably not. Then the Republicans are going to say, but we're going to spend it smarter. We're going to really do roads and bridges and infrastructure. We're going to build. Okay. I mean, we've heard this before, but the end result is unless they are willing to start shrinking government, mm -hmm. that's what has to happen yeah. and replacing it with a larger private sector mm -hmm. that builds wealth. We will not get off this road. He is Greg Zanetti. You want to go ahead and uh, talk to this man. If you want to go ahead and invest your money, he sees the big picture. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, we hit a lot of, a lot of points uh, here this afternoon uh, here in the Kiva, everything from the uh, political global uh, scale political economy of what's going on Russia Saudi uh, as well as uh, talking to you about the macro picture of what's happening in the stock market and why everything's happening the way that it is uh, Greg can definitely help you sort of see everything through Greg how can people reach you 505 uh, 250 you can go to com. but thanks for having me on all right so uh, I gotta digress here for just a moment but are you interested at all in the Republican Party chairmanship interested yes uh, if i decided no and can you decide a, can you think of a vision for the next republican party chair do you have an idea about what oh, it absolutely should be? okay oh yeah well I, I i'll tell you i don't know that anybody could answer that question any better than you just did so that's enough and hopefully that'll be part of your stump speech for <laughs> deciding to go ahead and yeah. uh, do that right can now, you bring this on getting ron ketty can you bring republicans together to get behind ron ketty and is Ronchetti able to do enough sort of staying away from the party at the very same time that he's running as a Republican? Um, and uh, what can the Republicans do a better job of going into south of 60 days until the election? We have to unite around philosophy. Okay. And, and the philosophy is, give me like three, five, seven points. What, what do you think? We, we have to get to... What are we going to do to build the economy of this state and get it away from being a government-centric state? Okay. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about the border, all these things, but really it comes down to who are we going to be? What's our identity? I wasn't going to go into this here. Can you, believe, can you believe that we actually have to discover our identity as long as we've been around? I mean, we've been around here since 1629. Yeah, and it... New Mexicans are amazingly loyal. Mm -hmm. It's one of our great strengths. We're also very deferential to authority. Mm -hmm. You notice that? No. I mean, if you go to Texas, they're constantly, well, you're not deferential to authority. A lot of New <laughs> Mexicans are. That's true. <laughs> I mean, if you are told to do something, you saw it during COVID. If we we do it. Do we do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Well, Whatever yeah. the, the governor says, I'm going to do it. No, I know. And it's not just... It's not just Hispanics, it's the white guys. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. what New Mexicans do. Mm -hmm. And we're also very, I mean, we're loyal to our leaders to a fault. Yeah. Where, so I mean, it's clouded our vision, huh? It does. You don't yeah. see this in Texas or Tennessee. Or it's constantly, that guy's hurting me out with him. Yeah. But we are, we don't. And so, I don't know. 
maybe I'm going to ask you to cut this from the show. <laughs> well, I think it's fine. We'll leave it there. Greg, I yeah. certainly hope that you run. You're a respected leader. Uh, you're very likable. Uh, people respect your rank. And uh, uh, I think the, the long and short of it is that we need a direction for the Republican Party. We need party. to be loyal and to the right the, things. Maybe yeah. That's well, the philo- philosophical stuff, no doubt you right. have. Not and, to people, but And your medal is tested all the time. You're doing right. it on behalf of clients based right. upon your political as much as financial acumen. Right. I, and gosh, I want to do a good job for people. I want you do a great be, job. Right. I mean, all I hear is nothing but good things. So we'll, we'll leave it there. All How about thanks, that? Thanks, my friend. How can all people right. get in touch with you? 505-250-3754. It's been a good hour of the Greg Zanetti. Please patronize his business. He supports the listening that supports your listening right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIV, rockoftalk.com, hour three, you and me. And we'll have, we're going to have a hell of a lot of fun going into the Boise State game tonight <laughs> with fun. the University of New Mexico Lobos. Now we're just coming at you from the ABQ. More of the continued crime crisis here in the United New Mexico. I guess we got to do a local thing. I, I don't know. I like covering national news. It's easy and uh, something I know a lot about. And you sort of get tired of the sort of. I, I did the King's speech today. Why? Because you needed to hear it. And it was short and sweet. I guess as sweet as Charles can be, but uh, there you go. Uh, boy, you uh, have been alive two years longer than the Queen's reign. That was uh, uh, Murder Mike. You're you're officially old, uh, by the way. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh-oh. One foot on the banana peel and the other foot on the starter and the back hole that digs the ditch. There it is. <laughs> A lot of uh, digging. Uh, Good afternoon, Dowd. Good afternoon, Michael. It is good to see you, even though remotely. Yeah, uh, you guys are always remotely. I'm the only one that's here all the time. As, you know. as I guess. Yeah. You sure are. <laughs> I'm telling we'll you. Leave, we'll leave it there. Right? Yeah, you're no, right. We'll leave, it. we'll leave it right there. All right, Murder Mike, let's uh, let's continue with more of the, uh, the crime report uh, here going into this weekend. Well, I know we are, uh, we're going to briefly touch on the violence on city transit. Number one, because it is fair time. A lot of people are going to be riding the bus and, you know, you need to be safe on those buses. It's free, free fares. Why they did that, I don't know. I took a bus ride about a month ago. I went from Corson Central to Wyoming and Central. And I was in fear of my life probably 75% of the time. Bus drivers get assaulted. They get shot at. They, uh, it's it, uh, it just, uh, you know, it's, it's something that isn't talked about much, but those guys put up with a lot. So, you know, I mean, what can you say at that point other than just be safe when you're riding the bus? Don't get off at some of the art stops like around Louisiana and Central. Even if you have to go to another one, it's safer. So <laughs> with that being said, moving right along, we talked about the bus violence, uh, shoplifting. We had an interesting Hey, call. we're catching shoplifters now. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. We're arresting they, them. They are shooting back as what Oh, okay. On August 24th. Why uh, do they need to carry? I mean, for the most part, you can steal anything you want under a thousand bucks. Well, uh, this was the case on the 24th of August when a male and a female went into the all subs at Coors and Blake, uh, they were stealing some beer. Security spotted them and asked them to leave. Not even return the beer, just leave. They went out to the car and opened fire on the security guard in the store. No, no injuries were reported, and they were last seen in the late model uh, black Dodge Avenger. 
again, I was a male and female couple. That happened on the 24th of August. So they were just stealing beer, but I guess, you know, they didn't like the fact that the security guard approached them, so they tried to shoot them. So it's getting bad out there as far as shoplifting. I mean, you know, if, have you noticed all these homeless camps? All of them have these really, really nice tents. And I, you always you wonder to yourself, how did they get those tents? Well, I mean, you know, they walk out of Walmart with them or Big Five or whatever. Because, I mean, again, uh, they're not being prosecuted. Now they're they're starting to be prosecuted, finally. But it's an election year, so there you go. And, Michael, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my homeless story. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that uh, one. Down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting here getting entertained by you two. So go ahead. <laughs> I am, uh, I, I'm not personally homeless. I actually have a nice roof over my head at a, at a fairly nice apartment complex. But I was driving home the other night, and it was sort of twilight. The sun had set, but there was some lingering light, but not much. It was getting darker. This Joker, little tiny old man. Uh, it's dark. He's he's got his cart in, in, up here near Alameda and the freeway. He's got his he's dragging his cart in the middle of a lane, a travel lane for vehicles, and he's in the middle of the lane, uh, not maybe dead center off to the right a little bit, but he's got his whole cart mm-hmm. and he's walking to the left of the cart. And honest to God, I'm a good driver, and I actually just passed my eyesight test to renew my license. So they they, they gave me another license. So I think I'm, I'm fairly decent eyesight wise. The light level, and then his he was sort of wearing dark clothes. His big pile, his heaping pile of whatever sort of camel like structure he had created with the cart was rather dark. I very easily could have run over this guy. I'd have gone to jail. Uh, you know, no, noted evil, uh, uncompassionate right winger who hates homeless people finally gets his wish and runs down uh, a street person. You know, uh, I, I just, I just yeah. after that, Michael, I'll just tell drivers out there. I know, you know, homeowners are concerned and people downtown are concerned, but you know, keep keep your eyes open on the road too. I, I, that was outrageous the other night. Yeah, and they, they're even on the freeway. I mean, doing that kind of thing. So of course they're getting hit, but uh, along Central. Uh, with the state fair and stuff, this is going to be interesting how that uh, pans out. But along Central between Wyoming and San Pedro, the homeless people or the the pedestrian traffic is terrible. They do wear black, and you cannot see them until you're on top of them. I just tell them they're going to turn into a hood ornament, you know. Uh, So, yeah, I I can empathize with these doubts, especially if you're driving into the sun at that time of the day because there's that part of the day where you cannot see right even uh, somebody with excellent vision i mean when that sun hits you the right way you're blind so absolutely you know, i commend you on your driving ability dad good going <laughs> i dodged i had to swerve but of course i could have swerved into somebody on my left so um tim keller you're doing a bang up job it's great that the people of albuquerque reelected you let's hope for another seven or eight terms it's going so well and they're going back and forth with all these homeless camps. That's good. There's going to be homeless encampments. Then there's not. Then there's going to be. Then there's not. Keller wants it. Then he doesn't want it. I don't think he wants it because that way, if he doesn't allow homeless encampments, then the only place they can go is his special loveless uh, gateway center. Yeah. The gateway center. You know, I mean, you know, there's something going on there. And. <laughs> Oh, and and um, and you know, and then speaking of the homeless people, um, all along the state fair route, the 
it's it's going to be central is going to be closed from basically i think it's going to be san pedro to probably louisiana uh during the fair but at least from louisiana yeah from san pedro to louisiana that's the fairgrounds perimeter so yeah fair traffic goers you know be be advised that there is going to be no traffic on central uh during that that time of the fair from what i understand and um and of course, while we're talking about the fair, are you going to go to the fair, Dowd? Uh, I've been meaning to ask my two Albuquerque experts, born and raised, uh, Eddie Aragon and uh, and and, and Mur- Murder Madness Mike. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say, after all these years, I've I, I love county fairs, I love state fairs. I have never been to New Mexico State Fair. Where should I park? Because I am going this year. I've decided I'm not going to put it off anymore. I'm going this year. Well, there's a lot of places. I mean, parking is a premium. I mean, you can go. Gates one and gate eight, I know you're not handicapped, but those are also the parking lots for handicapped parking. So if you are handicapped, gates one and eight will accommodate you. Okay, mental, mentally, okay. does mentally handicapped qualify? Or, or you have to have yeah, physical? Then you can park anywhere you okay, want. Okay. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. You just tell them, man, I didn't know I parked there. Because if it's about a shrink, I can get a note. So, I mean, you know, I'll yeah, be fine. I mean, <laughs> hang a medical card, you know, on your, on your windshields. Honest officer, it was medical marijuana I was smoking. <laughs> well, I mean, if I do park in one of the traditional parking lots, is my vehicle going to be safe? I mean, uh, as safe as anywhere else. Actually, <laughs> I mean, um, that doesn't inspire confidence, my, Michael. <laughs> I, I realize that. I'm, I'm thinking about that. And actually, probably what I would recommend sometimes you pay just a little bit more, but okay. those, those lots along San Pedro between Lomas and Central. On okay. the west side of San Pedro, right across the fairgrounds, they have all those little uh, self self pay lots. Okay. The business lots, and then they rent out their spaces. Those are a good uh, a good choice because there's always somebody there washing your vehicle. So. Back and forth. Hi, Macy, and here in Akiva. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Yes, I'm here. I didn't check out or anything like that. I just given the floor to doubt and uh, murder Mike. I'm sorry, there was some. Long, uncomfortable silences there, I guess. I don't know what was going on. but uh, did, uh, Murder Mike, did you cover the murders or what was going on? Uh, yeah, I was looking over my stats and I was okay. bouncing off. Of, I was trying to do two things at once. And, oh, okay. You good? So, so, yeah, I'm good now. Right, I, I the, kinda... People are depending upon it. They're, they're, they're looking to, to, to get going with the Lobos. They, they want the Espa blotter. Don't you think? Do you think we're ready for the Espa blotter next? <laughs> I think that. Do we, need, do we need that? Do I need to just come? Do I need to? What if I'm not on the radio? What would, what would happen? Uh, I don't but the, know. The whole bro. world just come to a stop or some something's gonna happen. No, <laughs> people hey. are getting all pissed off because uh, I yeah, this lady sent me a text yesterday. She's like, I don't like the fact that you've been talking like this, you know, like Cheech and Chong. I'm like, uh, okay, well, that's fine. Good if they fail opinion. to see the humor in that, there must be something wrong. I think I don't actually think there's anything wrong with anyone. No, I'm of the opinion that everyone's entitled to what their opinion is. 
like if that's their opinion they have choices and they have places and things and like you know i got my thing they got their things i don't think there's like this whole you know yeah don't you think yeah like hey if you don't like a song it's like you like a song i don't like a song it's like we like two different songs what's right like what happened to that what happened so now we're in a world like uh, you know I'm transgender, but you don't like my transgender, so I'm not transgender, but I really feel like I'm like, why? <laughs> why? It, Nobody cares. It, well, I mean, I, it's just that, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that it's you're making fun. I mean, you're not making fun of them. You're having fun with it. And I don't, I don't see my culture is my people. Yeah. Espanola. I'm not uh, even a. You're not even Spanish. a what? I'm not even of Hispanic uh, a descent. Vato? Oh, so do you think but you have to be? I I grew up with uh, a lot of Hispanics. My my bros. Oh, I like that. They, so so friends, you don't yeah. have you 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 don't was, you don't you're, you're not coming out wrong. you're not brown, <laughs> but uh, you have brown friends. Is that is that, is that where we're at? <laughs> lots of them. Wow. Lots of them. Dow's going to send the uh, Espa blotter, and we're just going to jump into that next. So we're we're good, right? Yeah. Anything else? 105 murders on the year. What's uh, ABQ raw reporting? Uh, the raw numbers. Quickly, I'm going to do the state fair just so everybody knows. What 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 about the state fair? They've got enough promos. They're down 41. percent I don't think it needs help. It's a state run fun day, and I'm not particularly excited about it. What do you want to do about it? Well, it's it's the eighth to the 18th. Oh, okay. They they needed help with that promotion from us. No, but but that yeah, I don't get a dollar so. from them. So what? Oh, but it, 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 you, you feel your PSA obligation. I don't, it doesn't fulfill my PSA <laughs> obligation. Oh my gosh. I had to throw that in somewhere. No, <laughs> no obligate. I have no obligation with the PSA. Uh, yeah. Just a TSA. What's that? Transportation Safety Association. Oh. <laughs> I uh, think Security uh, Administration, to be more precise. Probably It's been a long day. I've been without air conditioning in my building for five days. Oh, and last oh night really? Was the first day they turned you, uh, it on. You're doing the Gavin Newsom stuff? Boy, it was, well, my AC went out at the worst possible time, and they had huh. to replace the whole unit. Dinah but, Vargas is superb. Is she on tomorrow? Yes, she's on. Is Dinah Vargas superb? What do you think? Is she superb? Because she takes Carmen's calls. Carmen Carmen calls in and she's like advocating for Karen Bedoni. I'm like, Carmen, shut up. You're from Deming and you call in. Oh, because someone's going to take your phone call. Like, I'm not going to take your crap. Like, she sends it. What else did she send me? Say, we cannot live with another term of Grisham. I said, keep going to Bedoni events. I told her. <laughs> Terrible. Run <laughs> with her. She is taking votes away as Ross Pro did and got Clinton selected. I don't care. Um, let's here. see what else we have. Dinah would be a great substitute for Eddie. Are you really? Huh? What? Um, who who should sub for me when I'm out? Put down dial ticket. We have long periods of silence, like we just. Did. No, I, I would just interview Michael for three hours a day. I, I could do that for the rest of my life. Who's gonna listen to that? What do you guys think? Oh my goodness, Carmen! Odalay, save your Odalays, dude. I'm not your buddy. I'm nobody's buddy. I'm not yeah, your friend. I'm not your. Yeah, oh. you said yesterday. If uh. If you don't like somebody, you tell them you don't like them. If you like somebody, you tell them you like them. If you love somebody, you tell them you love them. I just don't care. And I like you. So there yeah, you go. I just, I just don't care. Oh, I mean. Bedoni is enabling MLG winning again. Quite disgusting. Karen Bedoni is disgusting. Shove a ho-ho in that chick's mouth. Seriously. She's disgusting. 
sounds like an ice cream cone. Hey, let me have a Bedoni with uh, two scoops oh, of cherry. Like that. Yeah, the special, the Bedoni special. The Bedoni yeah. special. It's got to be. Leave uh, the revolver, take the Bedoni. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can tell it's Friday. Yes, da, da, da. <laughs> what do you mean, Friday? We do this every day. Fantastic fun Friday. Eddie, no matter what Keller or the city does, crime will never be decreased until the catch and release of criminals is changed. What do you think? Uh, that's true, but there's so many different factors that weigh into that. It's not I like that. fishing. No. Yeah. yeah. Catch and release. I thought it's that's what it was all about, right? Maybe the game and fish should take I love your opera station, Eddie. I don't care, Carmen. I don't care. Good opera, by the way, Carmen. Kiss my ass. You'll just keep kissing my ass. I don't care. Seriously. Kiss my ass. Uh, what do you think? Are you think I'm going to be nice to you? No. Hey, Eddie, you're a good talk show. I don't really care. Yeah. I, I really don't care. I really don't care. Mike, you've known me for how long? Uh, 10, between 10 and 12 years. Yeah, how I changed? Um, No, you're still the same <laughs> lovable self. Uh, you're still the same old a-hole I've known <laughs> from the beginning, Eddie. No, I remember when you first hired me. It was, yeah. Yeah. Did I, I care? Even... Did I care that you thought highly of me at all? Was, was um, that... At the time, I didn't know who you were. Yeah. Don introduced me to you and you did uh, somewhat. Well, anyway, moving it. You were at, at another place in time when you were just getting started. Oh. You know, how, you know how many radio stations I've sold? You know the reason why KKOB got on FM was because of me. They bought, they bought a translator. From Don for four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> you know how much. Money and then they still couldn't. They still couldn't get any ratings on that. And then KKOB's in the ratings tenth place. Yep. Like, and you got coast to coast from. Home. I didn't get coast to coast from anybody. I got a second station. I rented. I put it on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get it from anybody. Well, Nobody I'm, gave me anything. Well, I mean, everyone's been taking stuff from me from the very beginning. Yeah. Like I've been doing this all along. Like Eddie, how do you do it? It's like I don't know. I just keep slugging it out. You know? I just, I thrive on fe on people's hate, I guess. I don't know what else to say. You explained to me what kind of a person you were and what I would, how, you know, and ever since then, I, I knew what to expect. I knew what you expected from me. And, you know. Why was, are you with me? You like abuse? Is that, is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, I mean. You think I'm, it's an abusive relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You know what? I know. You. The you, you've been there for me. Carmen is a beautiful opera. I don't care, Carmen. Compliment me all you want. It won't work. My daughter, 10-year-old, she loves it when you sing. Who loves it when I Nobody loves it when I sing. Sometimes in the middle of the night, you, you've heard me, right? I'll just get up and just start singing on the radio station. Yep. Right? Do you know who I'm singing to? Do you know what I'm singing about? Uh, Have you ever thought about that? Way. Have you honestly ever thought about the things, the songs I sing and what I sing about? Not till now. No. There's two people who actually know. And I sing just for them. And they're great Good. people. I'm sure. They no, I'm telling you. Yeah. And I know the two people you're probably talking about. Mm, you actually don't believe oh, it. Oh, okay. Not. Yeah. I was gonna say hey, I'm a, a mystery <laughs> wrapped in an enigma. Yeah, you wouldn't know me. Oh okay. doubt as long as he knows me, he doesn't know a single thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> the less the better. <laughs> Virgin Galactic is circling the drain. Uh Bernstein downgraded the stock to underperform. It has a $4 market price, DW Muscat. The stock nice. was last seen trading near six in a 52 week range of 514 to 2680. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> there we go. Well, I cannot wait for Greg Zanetti to join us here shortly. 
But I got to do the Espoblada first. Uh, I'm telling you, my interview with Greg Zanetti is amazing today. Really is good. I want him to be state party chair. What do you think? I think that would be outstanding. I think Greg would have made a great uh, governor. He's a party guy. Party on Friday night, party on Saturday night. I had heard Hannity today. He played the Have You Forgotten 9-11 love song, but I think the Democrats have forgotten all their stupidity. Yeah, nobody cares about 9-11 anymore. Only me, it seems. Maybe entity, especially the border or should stay wide open where no matter who comes in is allowed. I only hope it doesn't take another 9-11 to bring a country back together. You know, people are so stupid. They're like so caught up on social media and their crap. They're like, oh yeah, we should be more understanding of these people. Like these are enemies of the state. Why? Do you know that bus that they had um, on Mountain Road? I think it was uh, about a week ago. Uh-huh. They had posted on social media that they had a tiger and a bunch of firearms and drugs. They posted on media site. Okay. Game and Fish got together with APD, DEA, and ATF. They raided the place okay. because they thought there was an illegal tiger on the premises because that's what they posted. Well, the only thing they didn't find was the tiger, but they found like pounds and pounds of, of marijuana. They, they found uh, an countless... Uh, uh, let's see, um, fentanyl, they found oxycodone, hmm. a bunch of drugs, $41,000 in cash and an AK-47, and an alligator. That's what they <laughs> An alligator. No, I don't no pay lion. attention to those reports. No I really don't. I saw the report, and I'm just like, yeah. it just, it's just stupid stuff that's just page turning. Yeah. I, I glanced over it. Uh, we will vote for him and spread the word. That's from Lucy. Lucy uh, Lucy is, uh, she doesn't have, she doesn't determine whether or not she loves or hates me. You're still figuring that out, too. Uh, got it, Eddie. Uh, Larry's got my vote. Okay, great. Good Larry! Mr. Larry sounds professional. Sounds like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get the job done. Yep, he is a good man. I like Larry a lot, but, you know. I thought that was a good interview. We're still going like to have that. a Democrat for the next four years. Uh, Eddie, you can say, I say you could be a bargain countertenor. No, uh, I can't. <laughs> I cannot sing. That was a, a sort of a backhanded compliment, by the way. Not very. I'm a bass baritone. Yeah. All right, more when we return here for the Espa Blotter up next. We haven't done it in two weeks. We got it! It's coming down! Here we are! When we return, I am the Peter Gabby, get it up and rock it up. here on this Friday afternoon. Love you guys. Love our radio station. Love Burner Mike. Love D-Dot Musk. I love everybody. Even I fight with you. It's okay. We have a little bit of fun here to round off the week. I, I really just feel like I have been working consistently for a very, very long time, and I love it. Everything that I've run for, everything that I've done, everything we've done on the radio. I mean, I'm just excited about all of it, and I hope that uh, you guys have been along for the ride the entire time. You know, uh, Frank from on it all. Uh, La Vega. It was pretty awesome yesterday. I asked a few people to call in yesterday about the, um, the 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 new energy, green energy cars, especially as dad was driving out to pay. What did you end up with? What was the damage, uh, bro, out there? Uh, for uh, you? What did you spend? 
Turns out the uh, all the wiring in the steering column that controlled the, the lights and the and the horn and the cruise control. I guess it was all whacked out. So it was a grand total of eight hundred and twenty-three dollars, folks. Oh, One more go. reason you should subscribe to Rock of Talk Dot Chat. <laughs> well, I did take care of Dowd a little bit yesterday, but the fact that he's had sort of like a you know a kind of a hodgepodge uh, schedule. We want to make sure we take care of uh, our D Dowd Musta, our Dowdy, uh, if you will. We got uh, Murder Mike. Are you there, Murder Mike? Sure am, and enjoying uh, every minute of it. I guess. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I today. guess we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do the bladder, no? Yeah. I haven't done it. Is <laughs> this insulting? Sometimes. I feel like it's not insulting. I just feel it's just feels good. It feels right, you know. Doesn't it feel so good? What a good intro song. Oh, the Booker T K N W. How long have you been listening to K N W? Do you listen to it? On the Tower of Power, where the air is rare. <laughs> <laughs> the police blotter is published to give the readers an abridged look at criminal activity in their community and their neighborhood down in the hood no it's simply an illustration of what local law enforcement's funded by taxpayers it's you not me must deal with daily throughout the espa valley you like espa espa espanola espanola police officers okay uh, we can get trouble police Rio Riva County Sheriff's deputies and state police responded to the following, following calls. 1221 a.m. A speedway caller said there's teens parked inside the car wash and they're throwing things around and climbing on the vacuums. The caller wants them dispersed. That's the biggest word in Española Valley. Dispersed. <laughs> I even started using it. I feel like it. <laughs> 720 p.m. Sleepy. Las Lomas Apartments caller reported children are throwing big rocks, not small ones, big ones, outside and nearly hitting the cars. They're nearly, almost, almost. by this much. <laughs> 7.29 p.m., just nine minutes later, Errito said, a shirtless man with camel pants and his private parts hanging out. Why? He's walking up and down the streets. That's not good. I guess his uh, como se llama isn't uh, exactly camo, you know? <laughs> it's not all camo. Is that a tuma? That's not a tuma. tuma. <laughs> 4.50 a.m. That's early. Got to go to work. Nobody works in this. A private drive. <laughs> no, there's no work there. Uh, private drive 1530 in Hernandez. Scholar reported a man is parked in front of their house. He's all passed out. Yeah, I had a good time last night. Mimi's, leave me alone. I'm just trying to sleep. Let me sleep it off, bro. 6.53 a.m., a private drive. Oh, excuse me. 8.04 a.m., an Espa elementary school caller said there are four large dogs walking around campus. Being all aggressive with the students. Snarling. Sort of like uh, Lion King. Remember that? Oh. Those crazy dogs. The hyenas. We've got these hyenas. I, I guarantee someone has called into the 911 at Española Valley and called on hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like it's disbursement. Seems like another one of those million dollar S by words. 9.56 a.m. AutoZone. Why is AutoZone always calling in? Said a man with a shopping basket is trying to sell potting soil. <laughs> in there. It's the wrong place. What do you think in that potting soil over there? It ain't soil. <laughs> Smell it. Cool stuff. 
you don't even need a license to disperse this. Yeah. You can disperse it to the entire community now. With a couple of tacos, you'll be, you're going to be the Scarface of Española. <laughs> 10.30 a.m. A Calle Nambe caller said someone is burning trash in a barrel. There you go. It's efficient. Yeah. You were going to burn trash. Where would it be? Right there in the barrel. Better than monkeys. 10.48 a.m. A caller reported a woman is wearing a hoodie, has track marks, and is covered in blood and lurking. <laughs> lurking. She's lurking in people's yard. <laughs> hey, she's spooky. Look at her. She's looking. She's lurking over there. <laughs> this cannot be real. These, these, are, these are not real. 11.04 a.m. A caller said there are billy goats on the road near Sice Lane in Fairview Lane. <laughs> 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 Get your That's pretty though. benign for us. Why are they keep freezing? It's not even cold. <laughs> they just fall over. In the headlights. <laughs> I gotta turn this down. The green onions are kind of loud, and Dowdy's kind of quiet. Let's get to turn Dowdy up. There we go. Dowd, Dowd, are you there? Check one, two. Check yes, the mic. Yes, yes. That, that was good news about the Billy Goats. I think we need more Billy Goats <laughs> in Espanola. Yeah, yeah there we go. We're not going to get you much. We're not going to get you much louder, unfortunately. So let me just uh, clear headlong into uh, Booker T and the MGs. A little more flavor. You like green onions? Do you yeah. ever eat them? Do you just like go into the garden and just like. <clears throat> Much They're kind of crunchy, right? I saw Booker T and the MGs. They were played. No, you did not. You lie. Ago. You yes. lie. Hey. Where? Where'd you see him? At Summerfest. Kiva. Kiva. At the Kiva Artatorium. Uh, Is that where you saw them? No, actually, at Summerfest a couple of years ago. No, Booker you T. did not. Yeah, see, bro. No, you did not. The stage was right there in front of the Walgreens at Gerard <laughs> Central. 12.45 p.m. A Santa Clara apartment scholar said her mother is refusing to get out of her vehicle. 911. Mommy's not leaving the vehicle. Be right over. Why do these people even bother to call anymore? You wonder about somebody. If calls. you cannot get 911 to respond to your mother getting out of vehicle, 911 is useless. I don't know about you. 911 <laughs> is a joke. <laughs> Ow. 1.55 p.m. A Las Lomas apartment scholar wants to file a report for harassment because children are throwing rocks at the door. Everyone's throwing rocks and everyone's yelling. Yeah. But I- People Look- in Española are born yelling out of the womb with rocks in their hands <laughs> and refusing to leave. <laughs> oh, here we go. 4.06 p.m. A do or die caller requested a welfare check on a woman sitting by the door who's nodding out. <laughs> They're all nodding out. The whole the whole city's nodding out. I got a dollar seventy-five. Is that uh, give me a bean burrito. 4.24 p.m. An East Bond street caller reported someone is blackmailing her. <laughs> That's an emergency. That's yeah. She said they demanded photos from her, so she sent them a photo of her in her underwears. The blackmailers then demanded more photos, threatening to leak the one she already sent. E. <laughs> they sent it back. Boy, that's that's you never you never give in, never give in. <laughs> just feeds them. It just feeds I was them. in my chones. I sent them, and why? Why do they want to report me? Del Norte Credit Union caller at 4:55 p.m. said a man is trying to cash a $354 check on a dead person's account. Very specific. Now at least you got. I would say don't cash it. How do they know? 
Why does he still have an account if he's dead? That's the bigger mystery. He's a voter. <laughs> he's a voter. 5.21 p.m. Akaya de Rio Collar said a man across the street is watching her through the binoculars. Another million-dollar espy word. How does this group of people vote for Michelle Lujan Grisham every year? Not believe, that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. You really have to ask. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> 5.45 p.m. A park and ride on Paseo de Oñate Collar reported a man is lying in the middle of the bus lane. Don't lie there. No lying. No lying no, anywhere. No, no lying. Especially in the bus lanes. 705, a Goodwill caller said a black SUV is parked in the back and keeps driving off and coming back, and the employees don't want to leave. Wow. Dedicate. That's dedication. Yeah, that's, that's what I say. Yeah. Especially if it's a black one. Yeah. That's dedication. All right, back after a uh, quick. Uh, no, no, we got, we got one more. Mm-hmm. 9.13 p.m. A caller said a man is behind the Rio Grande Sun. Hey, that's our paper. And appears to be trying to get into the building. He wants to stop the Espa blotter on Kiva. The <laughs> caller said the man jumped into a box behind the building. The investigating officer said, there's no man in the box. Mira, he disappeared. David Copperfield. Yeah, David <laughs> Copperfield. No, yeah, he is. He's like David Blaine. Why are all the magicians named David? Like my cousin. He disappeared too one day. He went to yeah. go get a crack pipe, and all of a sudden, he was gone. He was gone. <laughs> David! <Nobody> found again. <laughs> 12 2 a.m. A Santa Clara apartment scholar requested courtesy rounds. Oh, here we go. Here's our courtesy round call of the week. Because people are in the parking lot and halls, the caller said an SUV is outside pulling a Harley Davidson with about 10 people around <laughs> <laughs> What does that even look like? Grand Theft Motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big Harley. <laughs> That's a real hog. There's a hogs, and then there's an Espa hog with 10 people around it. <laughs> 7.08 a.m. A County Road 92 in Chimayo. Caller said a man with a tattoo on the back of his head fired one shot in the area. And he left. He's got that old. <laughs> no good. There you go. Well, more on this uh, Espa blotter. We're going to talk about a, a valley drive. Oh, this is good stuff. You know, this is this is the stuff. This is the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, the sun times. Yeah, the sun. We, we could just, you know, put this in your stocking stuffer. Right? Oh, there you go. I'll, I'll know what to get you for Christmas. You need a little culture? Just do the Espa police blotter. Yeah. It's become a thing. Love him or hate him. You gotta love He's him. all over Espa. hate it when stuff happens like this and just interrupts the week. I want to have a, a special September 11th edition, but I've done it for like the last 10 years, and I don't know that I ever get any appreciation from it, so I'm just gonna not do it. So I'm sure Coast to Coast will have something, and I mean, I just, I've done it done it all the time, and uh, I get criticized, or I, I just don't care. So we'll just uh, continue on. I think, I think the Espa blotter's a hit, no matter what you think. 
one way or the other, right? I think it's uh, it's good stuff, right, Murder Mike? You, you like it? Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. Right. Not insulting your Hispanic heritage, is it? <laughs> Just a muy poquito, bro. Oh wow, that's uh, really nice. You're you must be from Spain. <laughs> that was so. I don't know about you, but that was really hardcore. Accent. That's probably that's got you, Rico Suave with all the. <laughs> you and the ladies. In the South Valley off a of dead man's curfew. It's in the eyes, chico. It's in the eyes. All right, here we go. Hey, I said, don't you even believe in ghosts? Mark checks in. Yep. I, uh, <clears throat> an okay, a wingo, a wingo travel center caller reported a man with blood and feces on his leg is harassing customers. <laughs> <laughs> He's got leakage. That's gross. Oh, yeah, that's in the blotter. That's in the blotter. It sounds like the guy needs Better the than blotter. in the bladder. <laughs> it would. It would. Why? 9.57 a.m. An okay, a wingy caller reported someone took corn. Corn. <laughs> it's got the juices from his cornfield without permission. What? Why? Just do the 9-11. No, I'm not um, blood and feces. Muy rico ese. <laughs> Funny. Twelve forty-five p.m. A city officer stopped to check on a very drunk woman on East Pueblo Street. Very, that wasn't very the only drunk woman on East Pueblo Street. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know that. Right? He looked at her; she can't even walk. How drunk do you have to be to be called very drunk in Española? I mean, yes, uh, there's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> to be very drunk, you just got to be falling over. Yeah, I think drunk is like the common state of being in Española. Come on, gallop. Drunk or high. It's a record month for the marijuana. Yeah. We set the world on fire. Or at least New Mexico. They're even going to have a cannabis day at the fair. Oh, you believe that? This is a stupid ass effing state. Yep. This is a ridiculous state. Oh, I'm going to dig down deep now. You're going to get the worst insults. Espa, 1.38 p.m. Via the Norte Apartments caller reported a 55-year-old woman fell off the toilet and can't get up. E, how stupid! What's wrong with her? She's drunk or high. <laughs> Three or four p.m. A Velarde caller reported a man is walking around carrying a machete and swinging it at the cars pass by. He's either drunk or high. Right, we could do this all day long. I mean, this is why we do this. Yes, it's just if you don't you do this, like this is dumbass after dumbass <laughs> after dumbass. All right, here. 6.34 p.m. Avenida, uh, Avenida Canada caller reported people are in front of the building shooting up in front of the children. That's a bad example, no. Eating tacos, too. Why? 6.47 p.m. A Santo Nino Lane caller said the neighbor is burning tires and trash, and it smells kind of bad. I don't like the smell. Can you do something about that? 8.22 p.m. All subs caller reported security guard hit him and was being racist. <laughs> what? We're in Arizona. He said the security guard called him brown and wouldn't let him in the store. You're brown. You can't come in here. You're we don't know brown these. people. <laughs> Only the blacks and the whites know. 7-11 a.m. A caller near Fairview Flowers said a man is standing by a shed. 
holding a pipe and waiting for somebody. Back lurking, lurking, maybe. Lurking. lurking. <laughs> He's always lurky turkey. 10.24 a.m. A Vista de Valle caller said her landlord is trying to tear the roof off her mobile home with a tractor and covered her entrance with car with dirt. <laughs> wow, that's very involved. <laughs> Talking about back payment on land. I know. 11.40 <laughs> a.m. Eviction, by campers. The main boat ramp at Abiquiu Lake. We that's found different. a body. It's laying there. Kick it. Thief and moves. Water went down. <laughs> hey, get up, sleepy. Get up. Move. No, he's dead. No, he's dead. I kicked him twice. Venture. <laughs> 11.44 a.m. A shoe department caller said a man was asked to leave. And he hasn't. Maybe he didn't have his shoes left. He needed more shoes to before, before he left. 3.23, a caller said a man is walking with a machete and waving it at the air near Club Lumina. Oh, that's at the edge of town. Everybody likes machetes. Don't say it. Ah, well, they're cheap. And they're sharp. They're charred. Everything's sharp. 4.27 p.m., a Hemis View caller said a woman is walking all over the road. Like, you know, all over the place. All over the road, waving her hands in the air. <laughs> it's better than a machete. <laughs> And chopping cart for down. There's a Starbucks. <laughs> There's a Starbucks in Espanol. Classy. Classy. Right? Wow. I haven't been there in a long time. So wow, it's really it's really getting high class. High dollar. High dollar. Gentrification. A Starbucks caller said a shoeless woman is leaning against a blue bus stop and wants police to check on her. Hey, check on me. 9.08 p.m. A caller said there's a cow in the road near Abiquiu Inn. These poor cows. Don't call them the cows, man. They're just... It's a moving experience. Hilarious. That's really good. Yeah, good job. Uh, try your material tonight. <laughs> 9.19 p.m. Akaya Lucha caller said he heard three shots being fired, and his wife is worried because it's too close for comfort. <laughs> well, the farther window. down the street, it would be okay, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Akaya de Pajarito caller at 9.55 p.m. reported they don't feel safe because they can hear fights and different stuff going on. I can hear all sorts of stuff out there. I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of stuff. Folks, we just report the news. Just, you can't make this Just up. do what we can. This is seriously better than the dedications. I want to send this out to my homeboy, Elmer, in the South Valley. What's up, Elmer? Sorry, 5-0 showed up Tuesday night. It wasn't my fault. I love you. You hung your tennis Sincerely, sincerely, <laughs> Sherry. <laughs> I want to send this out. Flor de los Flores. To mi abuelito y my, mi abuelita. I love you, cariño. Forever. 89.1 K and W. They, they love it. People vote for that station because they, uh, they keep it real. They got that power. Keep it the power. 2.09 p.m. A Murphy's Express caller said a man is selling drugs behind the dumpsters. That's not good marketing. That's just bad. All the way around, top to bottom. You don't want to be behind the dumpsters. You want to be in front of the dumpsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little sign in garage. 2.51 p.m. A Santa Clara and Casino caller said she got a call from the cartel telling her to give them money. And she'll get her daughter back. Ooh, this is involved. I'm equipped with a very 
important set of skills. <laughs> I have a particular oh, Liam Neeson in Española. <laughs> <laughs> she sent that money via MoneyGram and made contact with her daughter, who's at school now, to make sure she's okay. Hey, are you at school? Did you go to school? I think you're there. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> Maybe her check with your daughter like at school first. To get money for drugs, and then she shows up back at school again. <laughs> Mom is all sorts of stupid. Last round. A Vista Del Rio apartment scholar said people are walking up to a car and giving the woman inside money, then taking something from her. I don't know what it is. It Responding bites. officer said they were eating and would head out after. Hey, I'm okay. kind of busy. I'm chowing down over here. I'm good. Oh. I'll be back to you in about 15. Quince, quince. A tortilla flats caller at 8.17 p.m. said her sister is being belligerent. E, another million dollar Espa word. <laughs> and trying to hit everyone. Kev belligerent. What is that about? Sounds violent. <laughs> Where do we even live? I, I wonder. I'm going to hell for doing this. Just so you know. Straight to hell. <laughs> Fast tracking it. Eleven fifty nine p.m. He at the stroke of midnight. A county road number one in Hernandez color said cars and trucks are flying up the down in the road, and it's just a mess. Why? You don't need to be hauling ass like that. Not that late. Take your time. <laughs> Is that their speed trap? The road. Their speed trap. Their speed trap. One fifty six a.m. A Velarde caller reported hearing about four gunshots at a party. Sounds like a party, right? couple last ones here. Española hospital caller said a man from Acalde came in with a gunshot wound. Dress it up. Do something about it. He came in. What are you going to do about it? 2.26 p.m. A caller reported a man and a woman are fighting in the Murphy's Express parking lot. 3.59 p.m. A Las Lomas apartments caller reported a man is on drugs and took a butter knife into a bedroom. He's trying to damage the apartment. Not trying to spread the butter on the tortilla. <laughs> Finally, a food king caller said a person took his pants in his wallet. Nobody, nobody, nobody puts baby. Nobody takes baby's pants and you might get my wallet. You'll never get my pants. It can't be such wind. I can totally believe Espa supports many Machete Williams. Hour three, you and me here in the Kiva. Dad Muska, thank you. Murder Mike, thank you. Thank you. We have uh, Greg Zanetti up next. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.